This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Uh, Inviting you to our website, by the way. Freetalklive.com is the place to go to enjoy a whole bunch of stuff and enjoy it free because that's the way a good talk show website should be, unlike those other talk show hosts that seem to want to charge you for their sites. Uh, We give ours away, so do enjoy that over at freetalklive.com. We're going to jump right into your phone calls. Uh, You can take control of the airwaves. Laura is on the line to start things out here in California. Laura, you're on Free Talk Live. How you doing? What's on your Um, mind tonight? I was curious. Why is it that the United States borrows money from China now and not the Federal Reserve like usually do? Oh, I, I'm pretty sure they, they're still uh, borrowing money from the Federal Reserve. And in fact, is China even going to give the United States a loan? Is that is that really the case? I would well, think they'd I, learn their lesson by now. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, why do we have to go to China to begin with is what I mean. I mean why did why we did have to get go more to... money from the Federal Reserve? Oh, you, you mean the federal government? Uh, why did they have to go to China? Well, yeah, yeah, let me jump in here. So uh, China has just recently downgraded the uh, credit rating of the United States, which is probably one step of many to come where they will uh, basically rid themselves of the of the trillion dollar uh, deficit that they're or surplus in U.S. dollars that they're sitting on. Uh, Why do they why do why does the U.S. go to other countries? Uh, because it adds strength to the dollar, it, it shows that other people are still willing to invest in the dollar, whereas if they just print it all, it's immediately uh, hyperinflationary because you know they're just monetizing the debt. They're just printing dollars, creating it from nothing with no accompanying value, whereas when they go to China or Germany or any of the other countries that they borrow money from, they're actually exporting wealth from another country through that loan. Does that make sense? Kind of. All right. Thank you so much. It's, I, I mean, it. both both of them are crappy solutions, right? Yeah, I mean, the yeah. best the best idea is, of course, to abolish the federal government entirely and then allow the uh, the the monetary systems to be developed by the marketplace by the the people out there in search of a profit who want to provide, uh, you know, to, to provide that go between for people to provide different uh, methods of uh, getting business done and do it uh, in a way that satisfies people in a way that is impossible to in, uh, to inflate because of competition, etc. Does that make sense? Yeah. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. We go to Nico in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Nico. Yeah, um, so I have a question on how to convert from the kind of state-run society that we live in now to more free state or completely free state. Um, And the reason I ask this question is because it would just be kind of impractical if some were just to dismantle the government or if the government were just to go away tomorrow. I mean, I, I hope that most people would be able to see that that would just create a big power vacuum and, um, you know, there would be a lot of other greedy people who would um, rise into power and people would fall for it because, I mean, they're desperate for something and they're desperate for people to be able to control their lives. And, well, uh, people have to understand that they don't need government, that they that they can uh, sort of contract with others and make arrangements with others to provide for the basic things that they have. Yeah, we're a long life. way away from right. uh, The evolution that. needs to occur between their ears before it can First, ever occur yeah. in real life. And and you're absolutely right, Nico. If if tomorrow they shut down the government schools and uh, the teachers weren't knew they weren't going to get paid and they, they told the principals and the administrators and everybody, go home, you're, you're not needed here, it'd be absolute 
chaos. Oh, no, no. If they shut down the government schools, it'd be fine. But, uh, not talking, immediately. He was talking about an entire oh, government shutdown. Right, I understand. But I'm just I'm trying to give a, a, uh, uh, you know, a picture in that area. In the area of education of kids, it would be chaos. I mean, you, the kids kids wouldn't have places to go. Where would you teach well, They don't all have the anywhere to go during the summertime either, and they managed to make it through those several months. So I think that if, if tomorrow all the government schools uh, shut down, the marketplace would come up with solutions A lot of people do, rely very quick. heavily on the government to teach their kids. No, if it I understand wasn't for the that. government teaching their kids to read, they'd ha- they wouldn't read. It wouldn't be chaos, Mark. It would be people seeking solutions, and then the people in the marketplace. A lot of people wouldn't with- seek any solutions. That what do would you be mean chaotic. They wouldn't do you, anything. I thought you about said it. they wanted their kids to be educated. What are you talking about? Well, didn't you just say that people want their kids to be educated? They want their and they kids rely to be educated. on the government for that. Yeah, they do. Right. So this would mean they wouldn't be able to rely on the government. So they would seek a solution to get their kids. Do you educated. think the best solution yeah, is shutting down the people, government schools people. tomorrow, Nimrod? I didn't say that would be the best solution, Mark. I just said that if that happened, it wouldn't be the end of the world. It like wouldn't be. None of this would be would. the end of the world, man. Well, you pre- you're pretending that there would be some sort of chaos involved in that. And you no. don't think it would be chaos. You, apparently, no. you don't know what chaos means. No, it would be the marketplace moving toward a voluntary order. And the parents oh, would I all get- have a couple grand extra in their pockets because they're not paying all this in property taxes. Right. I, I think if the schools were just to shut down just one day, just not be open, I, I honestly... <laughs> the way people act, the irrational behavior that they have, if they're not educated um, in a free market society and that they can be educated privately, they won't go, oh, we're just going to try to create a free solution. Whatever. There's just going to be people who are going, their government schools are closed down, or they're going to get angry and start protesting, and it's not going to result in a real practical solution. And I really think that, like you said, um, and this is what I've thought for a long time, I just haven't really heard you address it as much, but I haven't really... Um, been in tune for a while, but that you really need to educate people on on the ideas of liberty. Oh, and absolutely. It, it would be cool to like start up some kind of, I don't know, some kind of website or a, a center where you could just put somebody who doesn't know about any, any of these ideas and have them start off and get them acquainted to these ideas all the way up to going down to is fine-tuned, if not more fine-tuned than, like, the market for liberty, basically explaining every single thing and coming up with all these ideas and things like that to educate people. Yeah. That people, I mean, you, you have to really change the mindset of the people before it would work. True, and I, I think, I mean, certainly directing people to a website or giving them uh, the market for liberty is, is a great way to do that. A lot of people are not willing to read or listen to an entire book on a subject that they, you know, may not care anything right, about. Right, they don't care anything about. They don't want to learn anything new. The, this unfortunately, Nico, this this happens somewhere in your life. You think you've got it all nailed down as to how this particular area of life works and then you stop trying to learn in that area. I think it's a, a constant battle for uh, you know people that that uh, you know like the ideas of learning new things to uh, you know sort of uh, battle off that that stodginess, but it it happens to you. Yeah. So I guess my question is, um, how far do you guys think you've gone since the Free State Project has started? As far as um, is really changing things and changing people's mindset, um, and how how much further do you think you have to go to really start getting the ball rolling? You know, I mean, you guys are changing things right now, but I, I mean, eventually, if you make enough pro- progress, I mean, you'll have just a, a bunch of momentum build up where it'll just 
it'll keep going faster and faster. I, I think you're right. I think I think your uh, your analysis of the way things will work is probably pretty spot on. I mean, that tends to be growth curves, right? When you hit a certain point, it just starts going really dramatically upwards. Uh, but I don't know where we're at on that curve right now. Um, that remains to we're be seen. We're near the beginning of it. We're certainly yeah. near the beginning. Um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, minds that need to be changed. And at, at this point in the game, there are certainly some people that are, are digging in deep because of some of the activism that uh, that goes on around here. Even within the movement, there's uh, constant critiquing and you know, it's, questioning of one another's tactics. It's very like early that. on. No one knows how things are going to look and and how they're 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 going to happen. The fact is, the the ideas of liberty they are contagious. People uh, like them. They, they if, if you can they, get them to listen, if, if you, you can, can get them listen. to uh, to pay attention, well, they they will listen to someone. What you need to do is uh, talk to that someone to, to get them to listen. So it as these ideas spread and they are spreading. Um, you know, I, I think that they need to spread in a geographic area, and that's why I moved for the Free State Project. But uh, yeah, it's pretty early on. I mean, as I've said before, I think just this week, uh, I mean, we really only have a few dozen people in this particular vicinity, this area of New Hampshire. And of course, as our listeners know, if you've been listening for a little while, we're part of the Free State Project. Uh, we all moved here, and uh, Sam's been a, about a year and a half for you. Uh, for us, we're coming up on four. And I've seen a lot of change in the last four years, but I can't say. But most of that change has been from the you know the the ground level activism perspective. Like I I see more activists here now, and I see them getting together more often and doing things more often than they did in the past. Well, but uh, it th- there's been some changes um, here in Keene, for instance. Uh, early on, cop watch didn't work. That meaning uh, the videotaping police officers. They, they they hassled me about it when I mm-hmm. uh, did it, and I think I was the first one to to do that um, here in the area, and I got some video and <laughs> i'm just kind of running away from the cops tell you what uh, nico hang on hold that thought oh, okay. uh, we're having some automation i think issues here we're going to come back with more in a moment at 800-259-9231 the SACL cai toll free line you can bring up anything it's free talk live MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Give you the features on the site for free. Uh, So enjoy those on us, including news updates. You get signed up, and we'll keep you informed as to what's going on with Free Talk Live. Just go and get on either our email list or Twitter or our Facebook. Uh, you can do one or all three of those or two, whatever works best for you. Get the news delivered in the way that is appropriate for your preferences. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up. It's all free. News. 
www.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live's uh, teamed up with Midas Resources to bring gold and silver to our listeners at really great prices. Uh, if We've talked on Free Talk Live about uh, gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, a barter currency, uh, investment, and... What we wanted to do, I found it very difficult to buy gold and silver because it was confusing. They'd offer you collector coins, those kind of things. I've picked out some coins that I felt are the best way to get gold and silver into the hands of our listeners. Go to gold.freetalklive.com. That's gold.freetalklive.com. Check the prices there before you buy any place else. Um, buying there not only uh, gets you great rates, but it helps Free Talk Live at gold.freetalklive.com. All right, so once again, 800-259-9231. I think uh, Nico is still with us. Nico, you there in Illinois? I am. All right, so you had called in tonight to uh, to ask about kind of where the movement is today uh, as far as you know, how far along are we are we coming on this uh, this growth curve, what hopefully will inevitably hit a certain point. Uh, I don't know what it's called. I know there's a term for it where you, you hit a certain point oh, and then things um, start skyrocketing uh, upwards in, in popularity. Point of saturation, perhaps? Uh, it's a different word, but I can't think of it. Well, it's uh, well when, when we've got an idea and the idea spreads to a certain point, I think it's the point of saturation is where... It? Uh, where people have uh, have absorbed the idea and accepted it, and then it can spread really quickly compared to it spreading slowly. And certainly, I think across the whole movement, the liberty movement is a a wider spectrum around the world or around the country. Uh, liberty is and the message of freedom is certainly more popular today than it's ever been. Uh, are we at a point of saturation yet? Certainly not. Uh, we st- we still have all kinds of people out there that are clamoring for more government and more programs and uh, more wealth, you know, forced wealth re- redistribution, etc. So on a nationwide level, I think there's a lot to be desired, and that's why uh, I'm like Mark. I want to focus in one area. That's why I moved to New Hampshire to be part of the Free State Project, to get active with other like-minded individuals. And even up here, we're still on the very beginning cusps of this movement. I mean, as I mentioned, we're only a few dozen people here in just the Keene area, across the state, across all of New Hampshire. We're only talking about a, you know several hundred people uh, distributed. And when I say a few dozen, I mean the ones I know about. Maybe there are some others that have moved in and they're real quiet and they don't come out and uh, and socialize with the, with our group. That certainly could be the case. But if you, if you look at the numbers, it's still early on. The people that are moving at this point are still considered early movers. And so everything that we can do at this point, I think, to bring more people here is, is for me, that's what I focus on. And there's been some critique, as always. Whenever It seems like whenever we do anything, there's, uh, there's critique from within the movement. Uh, nothing is ever going to please everybody, and I, I understand that. So it used to be that, well, don't take your top off and uh, don't smoke cannabis, and now it's don't drink water in the city council meeting. I mean, I, I'm amazed <laughs> that uh, people within this movement are upset that Sam and I and uh, some other folks went to the city council meeting yesterday and, and had some water. Yeah, I'd like to explain more about that because I'm really interested. Yeah, about and that. well, so right, so we, well, right. Well, we can talk more about that, but um, just the point I wanted to make was that you know people are, are critiquing us for that. You know, that's that's still not good enough. Even though we we tried to get involved in the system and we had a a piece of paper, a handout that was handed out to all the city councilors in advance, explaining you know how it is that they can make a difference, that they can end this open container ordinance, and that's going to um, reduce aggression against peaceful people. And we listed out the ordinances for their convenience and everything that all went out. 
So we're actually attempting to work within the system and enjoying a few beverages uh, in the back of the room as uh, at the same time in the audience area. Uh, but, you know, it's still it's still not good enough for people. They, there's still those people that just want you to work within the system and only do what people in the system tell you to do, which, of course, is vote and run for office and beg uh, politicians, basically. It's pretty much the only three things that uh, the in the system. You can call your representative, too. Last yeah, you can do that. Yeah. So I, you know what? I'm not sure exactly where I was going with that point, but uh, nonetheless, uh, it it can be it can be a little frustrating at times, right? When yeah, I agree with you. A lot of the activism that I do is geared towards getting these ideas out there, putting them in front of uh, a lot of people, so that a few of them, a handful, perhaps see it and say, "Hey, that's that's something that looks really exciting and interesting to me, and I want to move up there and be a part of it." So I think the the idea now is to sort of bring people in and keep them coming here. Yes. And eventually, I've seen in the last year and a half or so that I've been here, I've seen the number of people around double. I've seen the activism pick up. I've seen mass arrests become kind of a regular thing here. Yeah, we've had multiple mass arrests. Not that that's what everybody has to come up here and do. That's not what this is about. It's something that happens, you know. And it gets attention. And actually, I'm glad you uh, wrapped that around, Sam, because that's where yep. I wanted to. That's what I wanted to point out. One of the critiques was, well, aren't you worried that this is going to make it harder to uh, soften the hearts of the statists? The this kind of actions that mm-hmm. were these uh, the civil disobedient actions that we're taking these outside the system or even inside the system, but this not was the way just the system non-cooperation is what I would call it. Right. Uh, so these actions, aren't you worried that it's going to make it difficult to soften the hearts of the status to reach out to the status and to bring them on board? And that's not my intention. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not here to to soften the hard-hearted or heartless almost. Uh, so I know they're real people. They are people, and they're just misdirected. Uh, but that's not my goal. And my goal is what Sam is talking about, is to create a movement that's so exciting, so original, so interesting, that the people around the the country and around the world that are hearing about it want to be here more so than anywhere else. And when they come here, then they meld into society, they get jobs, they get out there, they make friends, and they counteract a lot of the misinformation that the statists are putting out there about us. The trash talk and the just nonsense, the anonymous comments and things like that, that, you know, you're effing idiots, it's etc all the the nastiness it's it's people that will counteract those uh, those bad ideas it's people that will will counteract that misinformation and i learned when i was in um when I was working for the Libertarian Party down in Florida uh reaching out to people at public events and and talking to folks it seemed to me from my observations of having talked to hundreds and hundreds of people over over years that Republicans and Democrats were just real poor prospects compared to people that were non-voters or no party affiliation or third party affiliations. Those were people that were much easier to reach. They were people that uh, were a better way for me to spend my time. So I, I quickly learned that some people are worth spending time on and others not so much. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said to the guy that was critiquing me, I said, look, go ahead and try to convert the hard-hearted statists or you know soften their hearts up and let me know how that goes for you <laughs> and in the meantime i'll be working on recruiting people that already are on board with these ideas and bringing them here yeah when i was I- in when I was in jail, I read a book called Bury the Chains. It's about how the uh, Quakers worked to abolish slavery in the Great British Empire. And one of the things that they pointed out is the politicians were the last ones to come on board with the idea of abolishing slavery because most of them owned uh, shares of the plantations where the slaves were being used and they were directly the ones profiting from it in the first place. 
So it wasn't yep. until it just became obvious that, you know, the, the boat's sa- set and sail towards freedom, and you guys better get on or you're going to be left behind, that they finally came on board. Nico, we've been blathering on here. I know you've been trying to get in, so I want to hang on to Nico here uh, for a little bit more and uh, make sure he gets a chance to get his thoughts out uh, at 800-259-9231, and you can bring up anything. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, uh, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features on the site for free, including listening options, live streams, broadband and dial-up flavors, plus our webcam and listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen at all times to the latest episode of Free Talk Live, uh, even 3 in the morning. It's there for you. The Go- cam's got a special bonus on it this evening. What, what, what a female? Yep, that's, that's right. True. It's, it's unusual. We, we don't usually have girls in the Free Talk Live studios. But we've Cam. got one. Cam.freetalklive.com. Yeah, you can go to listen.freetalklive.com for our listening options, and it's all free. Have you tried to lose weight before but failed? Uh, well, with the uh, with the help of some experts, I've I've put together a weight loss formula, and all you have to do is take these pills. You don't have to change your lifestyle in any way. You don't have to go to the gym more often. Try dieting, which doesn't work for me. Uh, and I've managed to, and I've priced them so that you can spend less than a dollar a day to lose the weight that you have been trying to get rid of. It's Lumathin Plus. Go to LumathinPlus.com. It's All right, so we've got Nico on the line in Illinois, and he's been asking about the you know, the status of the movement, the liberty movement, specifically up here in New Hampshire. And we kind of blathered on during the last segment. So, Nico, I wanted to make sure that uh, you had the chance to respond. Well, I do have to say that I definitely agree with you on your activism. Um, I I would be a little afraid, um, and the only reason is that you you are a major media outlet for the Free State Project and for um, this message. And so, I mean, if something were to happen to you, it would it would really be a blow to this whole movement. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I know. Of- Everybody always says that stuff when I go to jail, and I appreciate it. I know that it means that you appreciate me being here on the show. And what I- they really mean is yeah. having Mark host the show in the first seat <laughs> sucks. Please don't go anywhere. Well, you know, I appreciate... No, you both are important. Well, thank you. I appreciate that and, and everything, but I could get hit by a bus tomorrow, and then something would happen. Yeah. You know, hopefully the movement would s- survive. I'm sure it would. Sure, but uh, there's, there's the difference and- between getting hit by a bus and doing cartwheels in front of it well anyway what we found out is that uh when ian uh gets put in jail then listening goes up so it's actually kind of uh you know not the worst thing in the world uh and of course it makes it really difficult for the bureaucrats because people do want me out of jail and it means they're more likely to call and say something to them and kind of bug them about it so i appreciate all the well wishes and you know one of the ways that you can help solve that problem is to get up here and get active uh because you know i wish i weren't one of the uh, the few and the proud of the civil disobedient i wish we had instead of three people or four people last night that were uh, were enjoying a beverage at the city council meeting if we had, had a, a dozen people with you you know yeah lending moral support there were about eight okay. actually people there uh and 
So I don't blame everybody. I don't. I don't blame anybody for not wanting to participate and put their you know put their butts on the line. But on the other hand, if we had thirty people, then what would they Game have done? Changer. I mean, there were two cops there. <laughs> so, uh, and and this is what I one of the other points I wanted to make is that right now with just a few dozen people, we're already kind of on the cusp of really being able to just kind of overrun them with numbers. I mean, mm-hmm. really, no, it is a numbers game. And now, <laughs> what are you going to get once you could overrun them with the uh, the Keen City Council drinking game? I don't know. It'll be fun, though. I can tell you that. Uh, I don't know how this is all going to play out, but it's going to be fun. But I'm yeah, already yeah. having a blast. I mean, they're calling out pretty much the entire uh, available police to come out and deal with us at this point. Whenever something goes down. What yeah. happens when we double the numbers again in another year or, or six months or who right. knows how long it'll take? What are they going to do when it just keeps growing and growing? They can't double their budget as fast as we can double our numbers. So it's yeah. just uh, it's really... And, and and the more they crack down, the more it costs them. As we've learned, yep. people go to they go to uh, they're willing to go to jail. They're willing to not pay the fines. They're willing to take it to court and load up their court system with trials. I mean, one of the things that that uh, we realized here that after being arrested last night at this city council meeting is if they want to take this to court, this nonsense about this so called disorderly conduct charge, well. They arrested three people, so that means they've got three trials, and in each one of those three trials, we can all call the mayor and the, uh, the, city manager, the chief of the police. and City the, attorney. Yeah, I mean, you could probably call all the counselors, but they didn't really do it. It wasn't them, so I, I wouldn't feel right about that. But the three boys at the head of the room could call all three of them and call, you know. Call Have them, them on the stand one. for an hour each. Yeah, that kind of thing. And do they really want that? Do they really want that? Does that mayor, uh, Dale Pregent, as his name here in Keene, does he really want that to happen? I guess we'll find yeah. out. So, I, I Nico, really any other thoughts? Yeah, I was going to say, but I really do agree with what you're doing, and, and I mean, it definitely is appreciated. Um, and, I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You're not always going to win over the people in government. Um, I mean, if someone, a cop were to come up and ask about it, I would be nice about it, and I wouldn't, you know, call him a, a bureaucrat or a thug to his face and insult him or anything. I would just say, here, here's my views and everything, and hope that, you know, maybe you could convince them of your of the message and everything, but I wouldn't, I it's, wouldn't, you know, that wouldn't stop me from being active is all I'm saying. And, and finally, before I, I let you guys go, I was wondering, because, I mean, these ideas are really important to me, and so I want to spread them out around, obviously. Um, is there, like, any resources I could read to help me be able to convince people or to be able to kind of get people on board? And then there's, Absolutely. There are many resources that other people can read. Yes. Kind of, uh, I highly recommend that. the Advocates for Self-Government. It's a great organization that is actually designed around helping you become a better communicator for the ideas uh, for the ideas of liberty. They sell some excellent books and audios and things like that, stuff that you can absorb and learn from and uh, be a really excellent, uh, better communicator than you currently are. And I thank you for the call tonight, Nico. Yep. I just wanted to add, I also have a, a list of recommended books and things that I've read on my journey, uh, and they're on uh, ObscureTruth.com on the pane on the left. Yep. And over at uh, book.freekeen.com, you can pick up some free books, uh, some free audio books and PDFs that I've, I have found useful as well. Uh, of course, Healing Our World is one of my favorites. Love it. In fact, I recently bought a case full of uh, Healing Our Worlds just so I could sell them at a, at a discount to get, them, get more of them out there uh, into people's hands. Uh, so 800-259-9231. There was one more thing I wanted to to, uh, to point out about the critics out there, the people that are most vehement against the uh, the activism up here, specifically the non-cooperation style, uh, disobedient style activism. There was a post recently that was made over at uh, freekeen.com in the comments section by someone named Jeff. 
and I don't have it pulled up in front of me right now, but maybe I, sh- I maybe I should before I talk too much about it. I'll uh, I'll pull that up here. We'll tell you about it in a little bit. Let's go first though to your calls. David is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. Um, hi. I was thinking as you were speaking about more activists coming to um, New Hampshire and what are they going to do? Well, maybe they can actually concentrate on real crimes. That might be an idea. <laughs> the activists concentrate on crime? No, no, they, no the, the police. police. What oh. are they going to do? They can maybe con- concentrate on real crimes and not arrest people for water and... You know, sitting in the park. And- I think Dave's right here. Um, I think that there's gonna there's gonna be a uh, D- David. Excuse me. There's gonna be a a point where they realize that calling the cops out and, and they and what they've done in some cases is they've called them from other towns and they made mutual aid calls to uh, to get activists and they're gonna realize that it's just not worth it for some people that are fooling around, which is pretty Especially much if just they going don't pay up. On. Yeah, um, that's that, that's what's going on. They're not they're they're clogging up the system and it's just not worth going after them. And I think you're. You're right, David. That they'll what they'll say is, "Well, it's just worth you know. Well, let, let's just use the police for the job of the police, and then we'll try to do what we can with the activists. We'll talk to them, whatever." Or they're going to pick on people they know aren't activists, like, "Oh, we know about them. We'll leave them alone." But we're going to go pick on the, the usual victims, and that's where the courtroom outreach is going to come in. And this mm-hmm. is something that we haven't had a chance to really do yet because we just don't haven't had the numbers, the people, the free time to uh, to get out and do it. But uh, Michael Garcia, one of the activists here, went out and did it by himself this week, which was a mistake. Uh, at least I think so because they harassed him because he was by himself but the more people we can get out to reach out to the victims the regular victims not just the activist victims but the regular folks that are picked up for things like drug possession and open container and get the ideas of uh, not uh, of not taking the plea bargain into their hands and show them the the, uh, the power that that can have over the system that if they don't just give up their uh, their power by taking a plea bargain that it can completely flummox everything that they do yeah and- I, I think if if for one week people stop taking pleas that would be enough to sink what's known as the new hampshire justice system well i don't know i sink it it would give it a it put a little hole they would in have preserver. To, they would have to start dismissing cases left and right for yep. you know right to a speedy and fair trial which is nine months long Sure, but they'll be they'll be back next month. You know, so yeah. I, I agree that that one of the the tricks, and I think Jurisdictionary.com is going to help people with that. But um, one of the tricks is to take your case to court. I concur yep. completely. One hey, month, no. Thanks, David. I appreciate the call at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Help Free Talk Live via the AMP program for just $3 per month, and you'll get access to exclusive call-in lines, a chat room, and a forum at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you, as always, are invited uh, to visit us on our website and enjoy all the free features there. Of course, one of the major features of the site is the fact that you, the listener, control the content on the website. You go see something online that you like, maybe a blog post or a YouTube video of interest. By the way, our friends over at LibertyOnTour.com uh, have been putting up some good videos. They've kicked off their... Uh, they've kicked off the Liberty On Tour. They're in New York City and uh, Julian Heiklin, the Fully Informed Jury Association activist, was arrested uh, just 
<laughs> he's always arrested, yeah. uh, just the other day. <laughs> Again. <laughs> and uh, they were there. Our friends uh, Pete and Adam were there it's to It's amazing it. why this guy gets arrested. I mean, He's it, handing out flyers in front of a federal courthouse. He's handing out flyers in front of a federal courthouse. I mean, To random people passing by. It's the, the, the right, it's a freedom of speech on, a, on federal property. You would think that you, you as an that. American citizen, could pass out information on the rights of jurors on the steps of a federal courthouse. Until you try it. And, and then, then they arrest you. They will. Well, they'll ask you to leave first, which is what they do. And he refuses yeah. to, as as he should. Right. He absolutely should refuse to. It's it, people need to refuse to do what these bureaucrats say because clearly this this right has been lost. So you come across neat stuff that you want to share. You submit it to the website. Then other listeners get to vote on whether they like or dislike. And then the most liked uh, items will make it to the front page and the top of our website. So you act, actually get to influence uh, the site itself. And then of course. We're influenced by what's on our website because we're lazy, and uh, we want to just go to one website and not have to do any significant show prep. You're giving away uh, our secrets, man. <laughs> Cut it out. I'm willing to go elsewhere, and yeah, I certainly I do. do get I other stories, elsewhere. but it's nice it's to have really them all nice. right there. <laughs> right. I was reading Talker's Magazine. I think it was Talker's Magazine, the kind of the industry uh, trade publication for the business, and the talk show hosts love to just kind of... I think it's a brag. It's a bragging rights sort of thing to some extent. They they like to talk about how much prep they do for their shows and how much time they spend. I spend you know 40, three hours. Yeah, four hours, and I go to fifty different websites, and I you know I, I co- cobble all this information together for my the, listeners. The amazing thing is, however, you can listen. You can see what they t- Talkers Magazine will list will list what the most talked about subjects are. Mm-hmm. They're all talking about the, the same, same thing. Yeah. All they have to do for show prep is listen to well, Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. And then they just talk about whatever he's going to talk about. Yeah, Sunday I did the Sunday show. I had nothing prepared at, at uh, 5 o'clock. I went to freetalklive.com. I mean, every one of the stories that was up there on the top was a great one. And, yeah, and when show prep was done in like 10 minutes, I'm like, yep. I've got gold here. <laughs> a lot of the time, it really is uh, that easy. And it's thanks to listeners like you. We wouldn't yep. be able to do it without you, without you going and voting. If you if you don't have time to uh, you know add things to the site, you can go and vote up and down on the things that, uh, that you like and uh, really appreciate it. So so head over and enjoy freetalklive.com. Let's continue with your calls. Dan is in Pennsylvania. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live, the Sam and Mark. Dan, Pennsylvania, going once. Dan and PA. Uh, how y'all doing? Just super Dan. What's on your mind tonight? Uh well, um I got uh into uh like the movement that everybody's talking about like Alex Jones and everybody else. You know, just about, you know, how the how we're supposed to be a republic and not a uh uh, democracy, and just how much control the government is does actually have over us. And I actually got into this by accident. I happened to grab a book while I was arrested. You know, point of information here uh, before we go on, uh, just to jump in with a quick correction. Yeah, I understand the point, and I used to make that very same point myself that it's supposed to be a republic, not a democracy, but. Really, what's the difference? I mean, we're talking about the difference would be in a republic, the idea is that you democratically elect so-called representatives who clearly don't represent me, and they can't represent you either because they can really only represent themselves or the interests of their buddies. But uh, And then those representatives go and they make laws rather than the democratic elections or, or rather than people a voting. Pure on. democracy yeah. I mean, is everybody I, votes. Well, the whole point I think I'm trying to make is, you know, I like I said, I was put in jail and I accidentally picked up a book that, you know, I it had a cool cover on it. I ended up reading it, and it got me into eschatology, and then that led into searching on the Internet. 
and then I found out slow, about whoa, the slow down, slow down. Movement. What is what is eschatology? Eschatology is the study on end times prophecy in the Bible. Oh, okay. And so I've been studying that for a number for a couple about oh, about four years. And, and what have um, you learned? It got me into searching websites, and then I found the GCN network through the Alex Jones show. Uh, I found Aaron Russo. So, I watched his uh, last documentary that was posted on the internet. Mm-hmm. That's that, uh, uh, America: Freedom to Fascism. It's a fine film. Yeah, he did that. He did uh, uh, the one. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, Mad as Hell. That's an older one. I'm not too familiar with it, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I watched. I watched it. Uh, it was though. But that got me into you know, you know, it led into the 9/11 truth stuff. And I, I mean, I just wanted to tell people that. Look at this stuff on the internet. I mean, look at these other videos that were left out of the news. I well, mean, just like because you explosions. see it on the news or you see it on the internet doesn't necessarily make it uh, true. I, I'm not much of a uh, I'm not much but of a nine eleven truth. Of that building blow out. I mean, I I heard the firefighters over the radio say yeah. there were secondary devices in the building. Sure, sure. There's some very interesting questions about the whole nine eleven thing, but I think that uh, it's all really a distraction from the real issue. And the real issue is people using uh, power and control over others. Uh, the people calling yeah, themselves and the, government. Yeah, and the government's abusing their power and and. and no, 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 sorry. There is no way that power can't be so-called abused. The, the whole idea no, I, of having what power... That's what I'm saying, is that, that the power is being abused. No, no, no the, the, if you give people power, then that's the problem. If people have power over others, that's the problem. There's, there's nobody that's going to have power over people that is not going to so-called abuse it. It's, it's the whole having power over others that is the abuse. The idea yeah. that one man could somehow be above another man or another woman be above another woman, etc., yeah. is the yeah. that's and, the and, and, problem. And, and that aggravates me because, you know, they. It's like you know you. Yeah, I see all these things going on. Like I see people getting arrested for like you guys are talking about for handing out flyers or mm-hmm. or for uh, trying to trying to to speak out and they're being arrested for it. Yep. Or or videotaping that, a police officer insane. or something. Yeah, absolutely. And so I understand your concerns, and I've, I've been in a lot of the places that you've been, uh, and you know, eventually I realized that the Constitution is really nothing more than, you know, it's, it's, it was a good idea. There's a lot of good thoughts in there, and obviously the Constitution has either not prevented the government that, uh, that we have today or it's completely authorized it. Uh, one or the other, either way, uh, we've got what we've got, right? And so, uh, so now I understand that really it's just what, what I want to do is move society toward a voluntary order where people are interacting with one another on a consensual basis and that means getting away from the idea of of granting people some sort of power over others uh, yeah and you know the thing is see i like i said i study eschatology and you know i just i, I that's what you know led into all to finding all these radio shows on the internet and stuff and it, it that's all that's going to happen is more power is going to be given to these people well, and maybe not. Dan, I'm I'm curious. Um, on the on the end day when Jesus returns and the trumpet sounds, and uh, all the Christians, you know, fly upward. Okay. Do you think they're going to make holes in the roof, or do you think that they're going to fly up in a spirit form? You know, uh, <laughs> I really don't know how that'll happen. You know, I mean, I honestly, you've been studying it. I'm just wondering. Just disappear, but. Yeah, I don't know about all that. You think the cars know. are going to like careen out of control? I mean, people, oh, man, that would suck. Uh, that's that's the pre-rapture theory. I don't believe in that. I believe in uh, in uh, everybody will be here during the persecution. Uh, 
uh, of the saints by the Antichrist, and then after that, then then after his persecution gets so bad, then everybody will be raptured. You know, out. I don't believe I don't. I didn't want to pick on you for that one. That's why I moved past it, Mark. You kind of jumped in on it, but uh, I don't believe any of that stuff because I think they're uh, they're stories made up by man to control other man. I think that uh, yeah. re- I think that religion. I think There's that organized religion that, 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 in general, Dan, is uh, something that was another control structure, just like the government is a control structure. Uh, it's to get you to be obedient. It's to get you to behave in a way that benefits a small group of uh, of men and women. And I hear yeah. your frust- what I hear with you is some frustration. Like you're you're seeing these uh, the, what you describe as abuses. You're seeing the uh, the people being arrested for just silly nonsense. And is that frustrating to you? Is it to, you feel like yeah, there's not much you very, can do? It's, it's very frustrating to to see that that people are 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 being arrested for trying to hand out things uh about the government like like there was a video on the internet where a guy was trying to hand out flyers in front of a federal reserve building and was almost arrested oh yeah well, well julian heichlin uh, is arrested every time he hands out flyers in front of the federal courthouses not every time pretty much Many almost times. i think i said almost every time but uh, yeah. my suggestion to you, uh, Dan, is that there is something called the Free State Project. If you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling like uh, there's you know little hope out there, uh, and I think that there's a lot of hope. But it's here in New Hampshire with other like-minded people, people who understand what freedom is, people who understand that in order to be free, you have to allow others to be free. And I hope that uh, you'll look into it. Freestateproject.org is where you should go. Maybe that's your next step. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. And if you're a really religious guy, there's some really religious freestaters out there, too. It's a mixture of a movement with all kinds of different people in it, uh, from people that don't believe anything to people that believe a little different uh, to all over the place. Anyway, we'll see uh, more coming up here, hour number two, in moments. It's Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? (sighs) Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy all the features there free. So, again, freetalklive.com. Uh, so we're going to continue here taking your phone calls. Also coming up, uh, we'll hopefully get a chance to expound upon just the nonsense that occurred uh, last night that led to Sam and myself and another uh, young lady activist up here in the area being put uh, in a, not in a jail cell, but being arrested and possibly facing some jail uh, down, the, down the road here. 
So we'll get to that if we get a chance. But first, Rick is in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Rick. Evening. Hey, Rick. What's uh, on your mind tonight? First, this is the first time I've uh, called. I just caught you on my computer a little while ago. Okay. <clears throat> Great. I'm, I'm not sure what your free state thing is, but it sounds pretty good. I wanted to make reference to something called direct legislation. What's that? Where, whereby the people petition for the right to put issues on the ballot. Yeah, they have that in a lot of states. Yes. About 20-something have the initiative and referendum. 18 have the recall. These three processes give the three branches of government to individuals and the collective voting populace as a whole and to me, I perceive it as one of the last vestiges of, quote-unquote, democracy. Uh, it's guaranteed at the end of the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution that people have the right to petition. It's probably one of the most underutilized assets that we as voters have as a civic right. <clears throat> and I believe New Hampshire has uh, some of these processes. However, uh no, uh, New Hampshire does not have, at least to my knowledge, it doesn't have the referendum. No referendum whatsoever. Yeah, it doesn't have a recall or an initiative at, at all. However, the, uh, the the voting is uh, on a, such a frequent basis here. Um, the, the governor is only in for two years, so the voting is on such a frequent basis that and you there don't are really need to recall. Of so-called representatives, and so if you're going to use the political system here, it's a little more accessible than in in many other places. So. Uh, they aren't professional legislators. They're paid a hundred dollars every year, and uh, it's it's easier to get new new faces. You know, and Rick and I would say that there are advantages to democracy over sort of uh, the, the 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 kind of republic where it's uh, less accessible to the individual. But uh, my goal is to see the government, the size of government, shrink um, and to become less invasive. And my experience is that. Even in Florida, where I lived previously and grew up, uh, they had uh, they had a, an amendment process that they would use as a referendum. The bullet train, and they they brought on a bullet train. <laughs> it's all you had to do is get fifty percent plus one to amend the constitution there in Florida, and those jackballs brought in a bullet train as an amendment. And then did uh, they do the smoking ban as an was, amendment? Yeah, the, as the smoking well? ban was too. Everything uh, you can't keep pigs in cages uh, smaller than three square feet, or I right. don't know. And uh, everything they put forth was pretty much approved by seventy percent margin. Yeah, it, you just put it in front of the voters. They'd say, "Oh, that sounds good." Yeah, <laughs> and off they no go. Smoking. <laughs> so they they they'd approve it, and you you'd have to nice. live by it. It's yeah. the Constitution. What a now. system! Well, the 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 process is potentially abusable. All you have to do is look at what the Mormon Church and the Catholics did with Proposition Eight in California. However. This will be resolved as an issue because the consensus that developed developed through the public voting uh, people, not the legislatures. I would I would disagree with you that the that it'll eventually be resolved. What government does is it creates division within people and it puts them against each other, fighting to wield the power of government against the other party so that everyone else can live the way by the you know, by the values or the morals or the beliefs that I hold, regardless of anyone else's beliefs. And I, I don't think that's the ultimate answer. I think we can do better than that as a society. Well, to me, it, it strikes me as one of the best options we've got right now. It's, it's a genuine now, are you... consensus and it's nonpartisan. Right, but have you considered solutions that lie beyond 
what government can offer? Are you only looking within the government and the possibilities that they put forward to you as, as uh, you know, options? No, the initiative is an outright new proposal or, or he statute. He didn't understand your question. Yeah, yeah, the no, referendum I, is when their legislature right, right. refers it to the public. And all of those are, are options that the government gives to the people. I mean, there's a saying that if voting worked, they would make it illegal. Uh, they they give you well, all of these things. Well, they try to do it. Eighty eighty percent of uh, the voting process is covered by two companies out of uh, yeah, Di- uh, Diebold or two brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all it's which, all rigged. Which I mean, the, the, which you can watch a video on the internet where the colleges and universities have hacked these and fixed elections, and it's simple to do. It takes about. I don't know, two minutes or something to to fix a, a voting machine and send it out, and nobody would ever know. So, you know, how do you even know that all of these things that they're allowing you to vote for, that your vote's even going to be counted? Well, the, the fact that in certain states, especially out in the West, uh, people have taken over control of their own pro- legal processes by using the petition processes. Right. You didn't answer and the question. That's, Again. And that's what, right, so that's what I'm pointing out to you. People are taking control, and I'm saying that that is the problem because government takes one group and lets it get in control of power and wield it over others. And when when you wield force like that, you're you're taking away people's options. Right. If they're not harming anybody, I think they should be left alone. Yeah. Are you and telling it, me? Right. And it doesn't matter if you've got a consensus. Yeah. I don't care if 90% of the people say that uh, Mark should be uh, beaten and uh, and robbed in the center of, uh, of, of town and ah. hung from a tree. Uh, I, that doesn't make it right. Because you have an, a majority of people or a super majority of people agreeing on some sort of uh, violent action, and that's what the government does, is it initiates violence against peaceful people under the auspices of supposedly protecting them from violence. Uh, it does these things, and it continues to do them, and as Sam points out, it splits people into different interest groups and divides them and, and sicks them against one another, and they're fighting for forever with one another to try to control the government, to try to control the violent uh, monopoly, so they can can have their way and force it on the other people and then the other people redouble their efforts and they come back and they try to take control and it just never ends and it uh, it, it it contributes to people hating one another and and government divides people and there's no there's no way to reorganize government there's no way to tweak it here and tweak it there to make it well, more f- friendly it's, gov- and government it's violence. government doesn't want to be reorganized i mean they have the big government party with the left wing that you know wants to grow social programs and grow the government by you know creating all of their ideas universal health care and all of this other nonsense and then you've got the right wing of the big government party that wants to grow government by feeding the uh, the war machine well the democrats have been pretty good the about feeding that too the they both have yeah are not initiated by the government they're initiated by the people who petition okay. it doesn't Wait, matter listen we've had these referendums well, and these, these these kind of things for uh, in, in 20 states correct uh, initiative and referendum are about 22 to 26 states. Recalls okay. in 18. How, but how much states that don't even have these processes, the people still can petition and be acknowledged by oh. local governments. But how much smaller is the government in those states? 
it, to me, size is irrelevant. See, he's not about smaller is, government. Right. That's, that's the, the issue. I don't want to force someone else to do something. These, these referendums are about forcing someone else to do something. Do you understand that? In Florida, they had this, uh, that's this, what government's about. this constitutional amendment referendum thing, and they shoved a bullet train down my throat. I didn't want a bullet train. They shoved a smoking ban down my throat. I didn't want a smoking ban. I yeah, didn't want any of these things. control these issues because they got the money, but that doesn't preclude that the people have the right to do these. These were the things. people. It's these were your usable. referendums that these you're talking the about. These were the people. They voted on it. Look, uh, and I understand that you said you don't care about uh, you know government being small. For I, for one, don't want any government around, but uh, I'll take a smaller government over a larger one, that's for sure. Uh, the, the referendums haven't uh, resulted in that happening. You're just talking about referendums being a better way to do government. And as long as you're still in the paradigm that government is acceptable, that violence, that a, a violent monopoly is acceptable to have, then you're, we're not going to be able to communicate, I don't think, very effectively. And I thank you for the call. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. If you want more peace in the world, you can't have governments around. Period. You can't get to peace through violence. Absolutely. More on the way here at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Give your kids the nutrition they need to be their best. Visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. Telling your child about healthy food choices is important, but showing her what to eat goes a lot further. Have her help create the grocery list, then bring her to the store with you. Picking out healthy foods together helps kids get in the habit of thinking about what they're eating every day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. And you can enjoy lots of different features, including our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see them, or if you're a lady listener, you can become part of, uh, part of the Shrine, shrine.freetalklive.com. From coast to coast, the increasingly militarized American police state has grown out of control. Peace officers become law enforcement officers. It's an epidemic of police brutality and murder across our society. The answer? Film the cops and put it on YouTube. A critical mass of police brutality videos is being assembled online, and a change is going to come. And check out freedomcam.net. They offer discreet video cameras to help you avoid confiscation while you video. It's freedomcam.net. They do have some amazing video cameras over there, and it is they have a summer sale going on. So uh, check them out at freedomcam.net. So uh, I was mentioning, speaking of cams, uh, the, the guys over at... Uh LibertyOnTour.com, right there at the top of their page right now, the Fija Outreach in New York City. Well worth the watch. Uh, Sam, you're grinning. Have you it, seen this? Well, it, I've, I've seen the opener, which is great. I, just, oh, yeah, I, I love what the it. guy says. Right. But, uh, well, he essentially said they're talking to some uh, ununiformed uh, federal bureaucrat outside of a federal courthouse, and they ask him some sort of question like, you know, is this what you signed up for? Because basically they just finished arresting a 78 78- 78-year-old man uh, for handing out flyers, and the guy says something to the effect of, what the F are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> just... and, he, and he just has this shocked look on his face, like, because what Pete mentioned, you know, is this what you signed up for, to, to use violence against people? And he's just like, it was so far out of his context of reality that he was just stunned. And yeah. 
What the? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was really filthy mouthed. <laughs> anyway, you can see that over at libertyontour.com, and we're expecting to hear from uh, the boys from Liberty on Tour at some point next week to give us an update on uh, the fun they've been experiencing. And it has been pretty good for them uh, so far. They sent me a link to another one of their videos that is uh, unannounced at this point. So I got a sneak preview of that one. Awesome. And you saw that one too? No, I oh, haven't. Okay, it's going to be really good where uh, a New Jersey cop uh, begins to intimidate in a very aggressive manner uh, Adam from Liberty on Tour. So look forward to that one coming soon over at LibertyOnTour.com. 800-259-9231 is the number here. Uh, you can bring up anything. Now then, last night... Uh, Sam, you've got stuff you want to go out and do here tonight because you've got a video that you're working on editing. And it's video footage from last night of uh, what happened to us as we went to the local city council meeting. After having been told uh, many, many a time to get involved, you need to get involved in the system. There's a way to do these things. There's a way to change these laws. You, the cops will tell us all the time, you can't talk to us about this. We can't do anything. Right. Well, you could go and testify against the laws if you wanted to. Oh, but, no, no. They can't do that. Right, they won't do that. Uh, so they always say things like, well, you need to go through the system. And there's, a, there's a process. and da, 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 da. So we did. Uh, Sam, you decided to uh, to call for the Keene City Council drinking game because right. the fact is, if you've ever been to a city council meeting, and I'm pretty sure I can state this as a fact across the board – City council meetings are boring, boring, <laughs> boring. <laughs> I could barely stand the first 10 oh, minutes of the meeting no. that, uh, that, that we were in. What's going on? <laughs> it, it, it is so bad. And I, we've got the, the raw footage from uh, the, the local public access television station, and I considered just putting it up, because you're going to make a nice, uh, you know, edited Cut piece down, of, yep. of what happened. But I think it's it's important for us to go ahead and put up the raw footage as mm-hmm. well. That way people can see that we're not playing some editing trick or whatever. But, oh my God, if you were to actually sit and watch the first uh, 15 minutes, you would... They, I don't know how you can get through it they do without these. having a drink in your hand. So that's kind of the idea. <laughs> yeah, they do these proclamations or these thank you for your service, like retirement parties. Yeah, which where, is nice. Which oh, is a nice. nice idea. But why does the public have to sit through the whole thing? I mean, you know, we would do these at lunch in the when I worked in the private industry. Mm-hmm. We would do these at lunch. We you would do these after hours. You, you could do awards. But why make the entire public sit there and wait when some people are there with... So legitimate so-called business to mm-hmm. take care of before the council for this recognition. It just seems uh, wasteful. And it just went on and on yeah. and on. Just like they went down the list of everything this employee did the Ever entire time Ever had in his there. service record. Yeah. It's like they get the service record out and then make up notes from it and read it off. Yeah. It was just so bad. Oh. So, so city council meetings are just incredibly dull. And so I think the idea behind the, the drinking game, not only to address what not only was it to address the issue of the open container ordinance here in Keene, as many people have across their uh, across the country, this nonsense law that uh, or the statute or ordinance or whatever that makes it so that uh, you can't walk down the street enjoying a, an adult, you know, a, a, an alcoholic beverage. And so that was kind of one of the points of, of doing the, uh, the the city council drinking game. But it was also to make attending a city council meeting tolerable. Or at least somewhat interesting. Entertaining, yeah. Yeah, to, to make it so that people who otherwise would normally stay the hell away from a city council meeting might actually have the incentive to come out to one and get involved at, at some level in inside the system. Even if it's just having an idea of what these bureaucrats are in there doing and the mm-hmm. things that they talk about and the things that they're concerned about. Yeah, getting people there is, is the first step. But yet the crit- critics are saying that uh, we did it to annoy them, Sam. We, we came in there with the purpose of upsetting the uh 
the apple cart. So yeah, I don't really agree with that. I mean, I see it like this. Um, they have an open container ordinance that is impossible for them to enforce if you have a liberty activist who knows uh, you know, how to say no to searches. If you know that you don't have to consent to searches, if you know that... Uh, you know, the alcoholic beverage has to be over a half a percent in order to qualify as a, quote, alcoholic beverage, end quote, uh, then, you know, you can do some things to sort of skirt around that and, and put it in a separate container and keep the container closed and on and on. So it's it's really an impossibility for the police to go out and enforce that. And the idea... Against people that know what they're doing. Yeah. And, and there's really no reason for it either. It's already against the law to be drunk in public. It's already against the law to uh, harass people. That's disorderly conduct. It's already against the law if you actually were to assault somebody or, mm, sure. you know, cause an accident on the way home because you've been drinking too much. That's irresponsible behavior. But there's no reason that just because that's an unintended consequence of drinking that everybody, even people who drink responsibly and don't cause problems, should have their rights restricted in this manner. So what I came up with was just a, a simple game to sort of make this point. And it wasn't even civil disobedience. No, because it wasn't a law being broken. Yeah, the bottles were emptied out. They were washed. They were uh, some of them were filled with water. The others were filled with non-alcoholic malt beverage. It was a uh, not Odul's, but one of the other ones. Labatt's, Labatt's yeah, non-alcoholic malt beverage. Says right on the container, less than uh, half percent of alcohol, which is exactly what this what their ordinances mm-hmm. define as an alcoholic beverage. So to go in and create a game that shows that, uh, you know, basically has creates some fun and, and some entertainment value out of what the city council is doing to get people there. It made it there. so much more fun than normal. <laughs> it, was. it was. Every time there was a unanimous vote, it was, it was like, oh, every unanimous, time let's go. <laughs> uh, whenever they say that, that they're acting as the city of Keene, the city of Keene does this, or the city of Keene does that, then you drink, drink. then. Uh, and there was a few other rules that were there. In fact, uh, you every time they say "master plan," yeah, that one, that one. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, we didn't get clo- we didn't get far didn't enough get into the meeting one, to, yeah. uh, to hear that one uttered. But uh, you, you, know, you posted it, the, the the idea that you guys were breaking the law is fallacious. You weren't breaking the law. There no. is no law against doing this. Um, and and you know to, the the fact is the law says that you have the right to you know privacy in your person and effects mm-hmm. and. They demanded to know what was in your bottles, right. and there's, there's no, there was no reason for that. Yep, and uh, I asserted my right of privacy, and that's why, uh, and you did too, Sam, yep. and that's why we were arrested. We can come back with more in your calls as well. Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you, wiki.freetalklive.com. Head on over there and enjoy that. Plus, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, that's happening next year. The Liberty Forum also happening next year. Go and learn more about both of those excellent events, too. 
great excuses to come up and see what it's like to be here in New Hampshire, to be around hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people, or just come up on your own uh, sometime and uh, experience what it's like because uh, it's just a great time to be around other people that understand what freedom means, uh, to get active in a way that has uh, heretofore been impossible in the liberty movement simply because you just don't have the numbers where you are, do you? I know I didn't when I was down in uh, in Sarasota, Florida. I there were a handful of folks that called themselves libertarians, but they weren't much in the way of uh, of activism. Yeah, and it's not just the numbers; it's the support network, it's the dedication, the uh, quality of the individuals as well. Absolutely. So we get the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the activists. Uh, you know, it's a real uh, the Free State Project is a is a is an excellent. I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. It's separator, if you will. It's a, it's a filter. Cuts it's a, the wheat from the chaff. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's a great filter because in order to make the move, in many cases, across the country, uh, for me it was Florida to uh, New Hampshire, for you, Texas to New Hampshire, uh, is is a way to really separate out the activists who are most serious about getting uh, active for freedom. So head and the on, others that care about the weather. Uh, head, yeah, well, head on over to uh, freestateproject.org to learn more about this exciting movement that you can get involved in. And there's so many aspects to it. It's not just about civil disobedience and, uh, and non-cooperation, though certainly I like to focus on those things because I find them exciting. Uh, it's also about uh, the people working within the system, as we attempted to do last night, uh, try to make the system a little more fun, actually, at the same time. <laughs> and they don't like that. They don't like fun around here in uh, Keene, New Hampshire. They don't like uh, you having a good time uh, with their system because they must be taken seriously. It is the system. I think that's it is, what it's all about. Yeah, that's, that is what it's all about. And anytime you get the chance to laugh at them, do it. Anytime you get a chance to poke fun at them, do it. Because if people are taking them seriously, that's what they want. And if mm-hmm. people aren't taking them seriously, if they're laughing at them, if they're, uh, b- b- you know, they're looking at them as silly then that it destroys it, their uh, control over people. Well, it diminishes the the power that people feel, you know, the, this entity has over them. When you're able to sit there and laugh at them, you don't feel as controlled as under their thumb, that sort of thing. Right. They're just human beings. They put their pants on one leg at a time yep. and their crap smells too. So, uh, so last night we were at this city council meeting here in Keene, New Hampshire, and we were trying to get involved in the system, make it a little more interesting with a Keene city council drinking game uh, that was announced. And uh, it, it was essentially the, the rules were laid out over at freekeen.com. You can see them there. You can see a picture of the beer bottles, which have a label, a custom label that you came up with, uh, Sam, that said not a beer on it. And it is fun. It's hilarious. You're getting critiqued. <laughs> For the way their label was rate, uh, made up, you know, people are saying, "Well, the not a uh, wasn't large enough." Boo hoo! I mean, you know, <laughs> it looks like it says beer. Oh, maybe it was designed that way because what this this is what people don't get. I just I don't understand why people are so resistant to this. That is free speech, folks. That is redress of grievances. Uh, you know, that you're supposed to have this right to be able to go in and say, you know what, I think your policy sucks. And I'm going to show you that it's impossible to go in there and enforce this, that you cannot have your police enforce this. And I'm going to show it to you in your own meeting. The and open that's, container laws. Yeah, the open container law. There's no way for them to enforce it. If they do so, it'll be a, a reckless uh, and, uh, you know, wasteful endeavor for them. 
Right, because they, they, you know, if they make an arrest and it wasn't really beer, they've got to test it. They've got to, if you're going to take it to court, that is. And most people don't take things to court, which is the problem. As soon as people start taking things to court, then the government has to do work. Uh, then the prosecutor actually has to, you know, figure out a case. Yep. <laughs> they may not actually have a case, as it turns out. And I don't think they have much of a case in what they did to us last night, because as we were enjoying our drinking game during this incredibly dull, uh, as they always are, city council meeting, uh, they would do things like uh, have a unanimous vote. We tip back these, uh, what, appeared to be beer bottles in my case mine had water in it i think yours might have had a non-alcoholic beverage of of some sort and uh, so we're just tipping back these drinks now point of information the city council has drinks in front of them yeah so they it's not like the room doesn't allow beverages they're sitting there there's a you know a carafe full of water and some cups over the side of the room and uh, one of the counselors has a bottle of water in front of her and she's sipping out of it so you know we don't know what's in there either right no and i've brought drinks in many times to to previous city council meetings so so uh so clearly that's that's acceptable it was just the fact that it appeared to them as though it were uh, perhaps alcoholic beverages and they knew we were coming they actually had it planned out in advance what they were going to do because 10 minutes into the meeting, the city manager leans over to the, the mayor and he says, whispers something to him. And okay, that's, when the, right, that's when the mayor <laughs> stops the meeting. He interrupts his own meeting and we weren't cackling at them or making, nope. uh, you know, cat calls or, or whistling or doing anything back there. Uh, the guy that's in charge of the local public access television station told me today, he said that if uh, they hadn't stopped the meeting, I never would have known you guys were there. Yeah. And so they stopped their own meeting dead in, the, dead in its tracks so the, the uh, so-called mayor could uh, pick up a piece of paper with a pre-written message on it. And then he, I don't remember his exact uh, phraseology, but he basically said something to the effect of uh, alcoholic beverage containers are not allowed in, the, in these proceedings and uh, anyone that has them needs to leave now. And there was this silence. And Sam pipes up with, uh, what did you say? Who are you speaking to or yeah. something like that? Uh, yeah. Who are you addressing? Who are you addressing? Just right. to try and figure out, is he talking to us or is there somebody here with an alcoholic beverage? Because right. I sure don't have one. Right. It says not a beer on it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he kind of just sat there for a moment. He didn't know what. And if you look at the... Your subjects are talking back. Yeah. What do we do? Oh, yeah. And he said at one point, the public shall not speak or something to yeah. to that effect. And all of this is going to be out there soon. You're working on the video oh, yeah. uh, tonight. We got the footage from the local public access television station today. So you had your camera there. So we've got that that angle. And the, the public access TV had several cameras set up. And so it kind of went back and forth for a little bit. And I pointed out out loud that, look, you interrupted your own meeting, Dale. And I used his first name because, um, you know, I'm a Quaker and men are humans are humans and one is not above another. And uh, so it went back and forth for a little bit, and he basically said that, uh, you know, you need to get out if you've got these uh, these beverage containers, and you st- we still weren't sure who he was talking to, and you asked him to clarify, and he at one point said, uh, he started describing the people in our row, and he said, the young lady in white, and then he described some others, and I said... Basil, I think he's talking about you, and that was Michelle Seven's son. <laughs> so, so he uh, insults one of the constituents. right. right. <laughs> and uh, Faisal says, I have a penis. Right. Out loud so I mean, brilliant. how would Dale uh, Pregen feel if I said, oh, it's, I see you have a civil union. Your husband's very attractive. Yeah. I mean, what? Yeah. That's, that's not nice. I, mean, I know it's a mistake, but. And of course, the cops are now hovering nearby us at, oh, yeah. uh, at this time. And the police chief was there. So they had the big dog out. And they, you know, they wanted the police chief to do this so he wouldn't screw it up, right? So it was be less likely <laughs> that, that he would make a mistake if the police chief does the work. 
And so, no, we weren't going to go anywhere. Heike was with us. She's one of the activists was arrested recently. She handed her bottle over, and I don't blame her. Yeah. She's under a lot of well, props. She's got a lot of issues with the state right now. That I want to point out, though, Heike had an identical bottle to mine. We both had the same sticker on. Hers was filled with water, and when she handed it over, she was allowed to stay. That's right. He he smelled it. He said, it's water. He gave it back to her and said, okay, you're fine. So it's Dale Pregent started out by saying that, well, you uh, alcoholic beverage containers or things that look like alcohol beverage containers are not permitted. Uh-huh. So how is it that her bottle of water, which was identical to mine, was permitted? I know how. The obedience factor. She That's gave yeah. it up. And so she's okay with them. But because we wouldn't give it up, because he he reached for mine, he was trying to grab it from yeah. me, and I turned away. I said, no, 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 I'm asserting my right to privacy on this. Even though it didn't even have a cap on it, I just kind of held it and turned, yeah, and turned I, away. I scrambled to pick up the cap and put it on mine. I did that later after <laughs> uh, after he got up and walked away. Um, so so I well, asserted my right to privacy. As he walked away, he went up to talk to Dale. Well, I jumped out of my chair with the camera mm-hmm. and went up to record their conversation. And basically, he went up and said something to the effect of, uh, well, we don't know what's in the bottles. The two of them won't tell us. One of them's water, so uh, you know we can't. We don't know what to do. Right. So they were conferring. And by the way, by this point, the local television access channel had its audio cut. Yeah. So by the, the clerk. Right. The the city clerk essentially. Now it's not illegal what she did, but it was real bad form. It pissed off the uh, the guy that runs the local TV station. He came down there in a storm. We'll come back with more. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features can include our webcam. They do include the webcam. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. You can watch, listen, and chat because our chat room's built into the very same page. Uh, the cam is a, a good quality with uh, high-quality audio as well, so enjoy all of that for free at cam.freetalklive.com. But know that it is brought to you by MemoryDealers.com. That's right. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers that are 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off of the list price. Memory Dealers also offers customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. In stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery, MemoryDealers.com. So we're talking about the uh, city council drinking game that has kicked off here in Keene, New Hampshire. But you can duplicate this around the country if yes, you'd like. You can. you can add a, a drinking game to your local city council meetings to make them that much more exciting and interesting. Uh, but we ended up getting arrested last night, Sam, after they stopped the meeting in the middle of uh, 10 minutes in, for some reason. 
Uh, I guess they wanted to get the beginning portion of their business taken care of before they decided to uh, to interrupt things, essentially disrupt their own meeting. But the allegation was that we were disrupting their meeting by sitting there quietly drinking things from what may have appeared at first glance to be a beer bottle, but were very clearly labeled as not a beer. Uh, so they ordered us to uh, to leave, and we didn't, and uh, because I, I thought this was a public meeting. I thought that uh, beverages were allowed here. Clearly, you're drinking them. And the important thing to, to point out out of all of this is after Ken came up and tried to take the beer. police chief. Yeah. Uh, we don't have to consent to a search in order to attend a public hearing, a public meeting. You don't have to give up but that's what they wanted Fourth us to Amendment do. rights under their system in order to come to a public meeting and sit well, there and watch. We didn't think we had to, but apparently we uh, apparently we would have because because we did not give up our uh, right to privacy because we did not consent to the search. That's why they arrested us. Yeah, well, no, they arrested us because Dale Pregent claimed that uh, you know there was disorderly conduct going on, and that was based on the claim that uh, alcoholic beverages are not allowed in the city council uh, meetings because that's public property. I think that the disorderly conduct was it's always disorderly conduct when they tell you to do something and you don't. Right. So but we were told to leave. The reason that they interrupted the meeting was because. Dale Pregent said that there was some kind of, uh, you know, our our rules and regulations don't allow you to do this. But mm-hmm. clearly, based on the, the you know, Heike being allowed to stay in the meeting with the bottle because she turned it over, that wasn't the issue. Yeah, all the evidence that they had is that there was no alcohol. Yeah, the issue so, was let's get the let's get the free state. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we kn- they knew that we were going to be there because you'd announced it publicly in advance, mm-hmm. and they had a little sheet, little cheat sheet made up for the mayor. The, the the county attorney or the city attorney had written up a cheat sheet for the mayor for him to read. This is the same city attorney who, you know, six months, probably a year ago at this time, shut down the tax office so that he could claim that the tax office was shut down so that he could call the police and order us removed for disorderly conduct. Oh, yeah. So I don't know what else there is to say. I mean, we we ended up getting arrested. Uh, we didn't go limp or anything like that. Nope. I, I didn't want to get another resisting arrest charge. I've already I've got seven charges now that uh, <laughs> that I'm facing. And at some point, you just have to back off a, a little bit. Right. It's only one person can only handle so much. And uh, so they took us down into the to the station. And as we were coming downstairs, the, the local uh, the guy that runs the public access station was storming Livid. in, <laughs> and he was so upset because the city government people cut the audio feed. And he was telling me today when I went to pick up the footage that they had, he was telling me that this has never happened before. That usually the only time the uh, they cut the audio is when they go into what they call a non-public session, and that's when they're dealing with things like staffing uh, issues, uh, employment issues for whatever reason that that's not public. So normally, it's always, it always irks me look you people are supposed to be here representing yeah. me and then i can't find out what the business is that you're conducting oh, i agree with you it's definitely irksome but uh he says that this has never happened before they've never taken a recess before and at one point they announced that they were taking this recess and it was at that point it was right before we uh, got arrested it was at that point that the uh, the audio was cut so the video kept going out over the local public access channel but they uh, they jacked the audio but that's not a problem because you were rolling. got the audio yep you were rolling your camera <laughs> And uh, so you're working uh, diligently behind the scenes now to uh, to put together some footage, and we'll get it up as soon as we possibly can to show you exactly what went down. The last thing I think to, that's worth talking about here is uh, as we're sitting there in handcuffs, and the you know the police chief walks away, Big John McClain coming over, the city manager, yeah. to offer us uh, offer us a, a little a few words of uh, assistance. And <laughs> what did he come up and say? Hey, hey, guys, you know you can always talk to me. 
I'm here. I'm to, always I'm, available. I'm always available to listen. What am I going to talk to you about, John? I think <laughs> I think what he wanted us to do is to you know. Oh, we're so sorry, John. We will. We will not do this open container drinking game. We learned really? our lesson. Please let us go. I don't know. I couldn't really Either tell that or it's just was. he's a total uh, gangster there to intimidate us. I certainly wasn't intimidated by him, but I mean, he's he's done his share of threatening in the past. I mean, he's made it pretty clear what happens when you don't pay property taxes and, and that kind of thing. Like, and it really it's trying it's starting to it's really starting to get to me paying all these property taxes when they won't let me vote. In their system, they won't let me register uh, to vote. You uh, can they, vote. You just don't get to vote in the way that you want to vote. Right, with a little bit of privacy. With having a little bit of privacy, and it's not hassling, Mark. It's uh, it's asserting a right to privacy. That's all it is. Uh, and and so they, if you're going to have voting, you need to make it so that only that the people can only vote in one uh, ward, and that that's I why think they have an up, affidavit that you sign that says people this is, lie. Are you aware of that? That's why they have the affidavit, Mark, so that you can sign the affidavit under penalty of perjury that you'll only vote in this one location. They don't need to know where you lie your head at night in order to, to allow you to register to vote. They don't that's need why to do anything. That's why However, let, you don't need to, uh, uh, to uh, you know, refuse to fill out their paperwork. You can vote if you want to vote, man. Uh, no, not if I put a mailbox address on there and not if I tell them I'm homeless. They will not let, uh, let me vote, even though it's supposed to let homeless people vote. So it's not about where you lay your head down at night because homeless people can vote. If it were about where you lived, then they wouldn't allow homeless people to vote because homeless guy can live in one ward versus another ward versus another ward. But the point they're worried about is will you vote in more than one ward? And I'm willing to sign a document that says, no, this is my ward. I will vote in this ward. I will not vote in any other wards. So by their own system, that should be okay if they let homeless people vote, and they claim to. But no, that wasn't good enough for me, because they're targeting the activists. They target every single one of the activists that uh, that had a mailbox at the local uh, UPS store, yep. and they wouldn't allow any of them to vote either. So it wasn't just about me. It's about anybody that they can deem as being an activist. They will do everything they can to keep them out of the system. They wanted to keep me off the ballot when I uh, tried to run for their office, and they kicked me out of their public meeting, so-called public meeting, and it wouldn't surprise me if I get a no-trespass order about uh, you know the city council chambers. It wouldn't surprise me one bit. Yeah, and when we went to uh, talk to John McLean about the property taxes, he called the police on us. <laughs> right. Ordered us right. out of his office because he didn't want to answer questions. Yeah. Do you think people that him having this mercenary force that he can call out to have anyone removed from his office that's asking questions that he doesn't answer, does that make him more accountable or less? Well, this is why we need more people here in New Hampshire doing things to throw wrenches into their yep. system to make their life that much more difficult because if it had been 30 people sitting in that meeting uh, last night, I don't think uh, anyone would have been arrested. Mm -hmm. They would have been completely helpless. Even if they'd called in the entire police force, uh, there wouldn't have been anything they could do about that. And it wouldn't have been hard because the place was dead. The the, the entire meeting, I mean, these, these meetings are so boring that <laughs> even the Politico junkies don't come out for them. I mean, the people that were at this meeting, we yeah. had there were eight activists from our side of things. There are hundreds of people that vote in every single election yeah. here, whether it's uh, local and uh, you know county elections, elections that you that the average individual doesn't have the foggiest inclination yep. as to who's yeah. running. They don't even but, come. Out. But these people, they don't even come because it it really it's it's more fun to stay at home and jab a fork in your ear. There were there were eight. I counted uh, while we were sitting there. There were eight of our activist folks there. And there were seven other people there. Now, I don't know who all of the seven were, but I did identify at least two to three of them that I knew for a fact were city bureaucrats. And one so, guy was up there getting the recognition thing, and he brought, I think, some of his family mm -hmm. along. So there's yeah. another two or three. It, it was a ghost town. <laughs>
I mean, there was nobody in there except for the bureaucrats, basically. Yep. So that's it. We went down to the police station, spent a couple hours there being processed and all that nonsense. And uh, I got processed in as Ian Freeman this time, which uh, they, oh, they, wrote up, they wrote up all my tickets as Ian Bernard. But when I was doing the fingerprinting, uh, they put me in as Ian Freeman. So now they've got my fingerprints in as both Ian Bernard and Ian Freeman. So. Well, I gave him Sam Dotson and they just uh, forced some other name on me yeah. in order to give me the charges. So, uh, yeah, the charges are under uh, the, the legal name. But we had nice conversations with the cops that yep, were there. And did. as usual, the Keene PD is, uh, is a, as I've said, and I told them that I told I've, I've said to them that I've talked about this uh, I think they're a cut above the average uh, the mm-hmm. average cop from around the country a lot of these guys understand that marijuana prohibition is stupid they may not be there on all prohibition but uh, I'm more concerned that these guys don't whip out uh, nightsticks and bang you on the head um, they don't. It, that's not the, that's that's not their first uh, order of, of action it seems to me that there are police departments where that's the first thing oh they do. absolutely absolutely Sam thanks for coming in tonight you, I know you're gonna get back to your editing deck appreciate that uh, looking forward to seeing the uh, the actual video footage I'm sure a lot of our listeners are as well so that's to come soon at obscuretruth.com or actually freekeen.com is gonna work Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. And those features, by the way, include archives going back a ways, back to uh, 2006. We give them to you, but HostGator also provides the sponsorship. That's right. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates, and uh, it's whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, you let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive host you. So that's HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. Excuse me, HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. All right, and the reason why we have that new address as opposed to just hostgator.com is routing. For they, yeah, it's just it's easier for them to, uh, to to route us through there. All right, so let's continue with taking your calls about whatever you want. Going to Wallace in Vermont, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Wallace. Hello, fellows. Hey. Uh, I just wanted to to, to interject here. Uh, I've been, as you know, pretty active down there, up here in Vermont, and and all over. But uh, one of the things that, that really puzzles me about at least the way things are happening down there is I don't know how many cases people get 
the infamous D.C. arrest, and basically uh, either the charges are dropped or basically they go to trial and beat it. Disorderly conduct. It, yeah. it, it would seem to me that the way to go would be to turn the tables on the establishment and do it in their own sort of arena, but in a little bit different arena, like federal court. Well, I can tell you that the reason why I wouldn't do something like that is because I don't believe in uh, the federal government at all, and I don't pay for their services. So for me to go and use their courts, I think, would be a little hypocritical. And I'm just not the kind of person who wants to spend time and effort doing that sort of thing aside from that. Like, I might consider doing something like that within New Hampshire, uh, within you know, within their system. But even then, I'm still just kind of, uh, it makes me feel icky to uh, to do that. I feel like that's, I feel like it's aggression, even though it's against people who likely would, would deserve it. Uh, it's just something that's never really been uh, too attractive to me. Although I understand where you're coming from. It can it can really ruin their insurance rating. It can make things difficult for them How would you lose. recommend it, Wallace? I'd, I'd like to hear what your recommendations are. Okay. Let's start off with the infamous D.C. charge, disorderly conduct. Yes. Mm-hmm. There are states like New York that have had disorderly conduct challenged up the yang-yang. And it's been challenged all the way up into the federal court system, and if you diss a cop, uh, basically that's not anywhere near disorderly conduct. And uh, uh, the police in New York are so scared to death because activists in New York say, come on, arrest me. Now, I had a situation here. I won't mention the municipality today, but... uh, uh, we basically have an ongoing situation, which I really don't want to put on the air, that I personally have with the United States Postal Service, which, although it's a quasi-governmental agency, uh, it's, it's half public, half private. Uh, I've had problems with this municipality very close to me, uh, where they won't enforce the parking restrictions and no standing restrictions with respect to UPS, the Postal Service, Federal Distress, and DHL. Any private messenger service that tries to park in these no parking, no standing zones, they get ticketed or even towed. And not that I feel for them, but most of these areas create uh, traffic jams by them parking in these no parking, no standing zones because they're like, what do you call it, the right turn on red type situations, and it moves the traffic along. Well, okay. I went to the city hall, and uh, as you know, I've got a lot of records requests, and uh, they told me that, you know, I'll get it when I get it. I said, it's fine. I had my usual papers in hand, and I said, you don't want to turn around and, and uh, uh, give me the records? I'll get a court order, as I've done hundreds and hundreds of times before. So I come out, and I see what I call a robocop. This this guy, he will light you up if you sneeze too loud. So I just decided to sing my theme song, This is the Way We Blank, Blank, Blank. This is the Way We Blank, Blank, Blank. I don't know and, what that is, and uh, I don't know if I want to know what that is, but go mm-hmm. ahead. Well, I don't want to put it in the air, yeah. but... Uh, uh, the only one that was around was him, and he tells me, you better shut the blank blank up. And I said, why? 
He says, uh, uh, you're using obscenity. I said, uh, you're using the same word in the conversation. He says, well, it's disorderly conduct. I says, wait a minute, it's not. And I said, he says, yes, it is. You're not allowed to use obscene language. So I happen to carry in my glove compartment some of the court decisions out of New York. <laughs> so I went from City Hall directly to the police station where I've asked for more records. And uh, this guy storms in and says, I want to arrest this guy. And I'm figuring, you know, like you guys, hey, come on, baby, arrest me, baby. Of course, I had a video uh, in my car that was faced right to the door. And basically, I had a uh, RF transmitter with a receiver in my car. Plus, I had a digital pocket recorder. So uh, I had them, you know, all which ways. Sure, sure. Every, everything was, was, was well documented. Right. So they turned around and they said to me, we're going to arrest you. I says, I put my hands together. I says, here, arrest me. I don't want to be charged with resisting arrest. I'll help you. And... Immediately, they went in the back, and they started talking back and forth, back and forth. And I said, by the way, am I free to leave? And they wouldn't answer. Mm. So I started to the door. I said, wait a minute, you can't leave. So, so I came back, and like a good little boy, I stand in front of their little plexiglass bulletproof window, and uh, I stayed there for about 45 minutes. And the police chief comes out, and he says, you know, you're a real PIA. Mm-hmm. And I said, I sure am. And he says, you think you're an attorney? I says, no, I'm a private citizen that knows my rights and privileges. Question is, do you? And we go back and forth for a bit. And finally, he says, I'm telling these officers not to arrest you. And I said, sir, I wish you would. I wish you would arrest me. So, so you could, could sue them. So that I could sue you. And he says, you know, Basically, I would like to do so, but I wouldn't want to waste my time. I said, oh, please. Right, I'm because it would be a waste of time because you're confident that, uh, that you'd be able to win. As far as the activists up here, Wallace, uh, you know, it's relatively new movements, and a lot of the activists are younger, and they don't have the experience that, uh, that you do, uh, that you've put in. And I... We've got some lawyers that have shown up recently in the, within the movement. One of them was just uh, get, granted his uh, his paperwork from the, the the local bar or whatever, so he can now practice. And so we may you may start to see more of that happening up here. And certainly we'll let you know about it when it does. And I thank you for the suggestion tonight in the call at one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Mark, how do you feel about that approach? The the you know sue him in federal court. I I, I have no problem with it at all really? if you know how to do it. I, I'm I feel wrong about it because I don't uh, agree with the federal government. I don't want to be involved with the federal government i don't I certainly don't want to go running to the federal government when i've said i don't want anything to do with the federal government um these people have set themselves up to be uh you know vassals of the of the the federal government as far as maybe you aren't pay you are paying some uh taxes to the federal government whether you like it or not cell phone tax or gas tax right um i'm paying my income tax i certainly have no problem with uh with doing that um i don't like the federal government i want to secede but yeah. if at this point that's the only way i can get uh, the, the 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 local people to stop using disorderly conduct as some kind of catch-all for arresting people. Look, arrest people for breaking the law, not for disobeying what some bureaucrat says. 
More coming up here. You can take control of the airwaves. A public servant. Toll free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, including the bulletin board system. Go and get interactive with other listeners, and over 500,000 posts await you. It's all free over at bbs.freetalklive.com. Tired about reading about loss of liberty? Now, for the first time, a novel showing how liberty can realistically triumph. Progress by Charles Stample. Order a copy from Amazon or for a free PDF. Part 1, write progressanovel at gmail.com. It's progressanovel at gmail.com and experience a libertarian revolution. All right, so we're going to continue taking your phone calls about what you want. Keith is in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Keith, you're on the air. All right, so I was concerned about the lithium in the water. Okay. And that was an issue. Uh, what lithium in, in what water? I've heard some... How's lithium getting in the water? I've heard they're considering doing that in Japan. Uh, is that what you're getting at? What, I'm sorry, what, what show am I on? Am I on AJ's show? No, this is Free Talk Live, as the board op should have mentioned when he screened your call. Okay. All right, I think I'm on the wrong show. Well, so you didn't want to comment on uh, the issue? Okay, goodbye. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. So I mentioned earlier, Mark, you've got an email you want to share, but I mentioned that I wanted to to, uh, to share a post from the Freekeen blog, one of the comments uh, that was posted there, to boost, uh, to boost rather my argument that the most vehement critics of the liberty movement here in New Hampshire, specifically the Keene area from where we do this show, is uh, basically made up of government bureaucrats. And family members of government bureaucrats and people directly connected to uh, government bureaucrats or people like getting government contracts, that sort of thing. People directly connected to the aggression of the violent monopoly known as the state. It makes perfectly good sense. Those that are getting their paychecks from the state would likely be the people that uh, would be most upset if uh, the, the, you know, the, the aggressive uh, organization called the state were to diminish in power. Yeah, I don't think most people even know really much about the Free State Project, this idea that liberty-loving people from around the world and around the country are, are converging on New Hampshire in order to get active and achieve liberty in our lifetime. I think most people are pretty much in the dark about it. I think, if, if I think they've heard something. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's on a continuum. Uh, it's, it's, it's from the point that they've heard nothing about it yeah. to the point that they've heard uh, – uh, you know, I think that there's a lot of them have heard things about the Free State uh, Project and think, hmm, that's bad because mm-hmm. they don't really know anything. Or they've uh, heard just misinformation. Right, misinformation. Something, something, this is bad. And they're not exactly sure why it's bad, but it's right. bad. 
Yeah, um, I've, totally I've heard continue. somebody actually say, uh, my neighbor, uh, say that the Free State Project was full of people who want things for free, which couldn't be farther from the it's truth. true. It's a common misconception. I've seen that echoed in some of the anonymous comments on the local newspaper forum, you know, completely uninformed loaders, that yeah. kind of thing. When, uh, of course, the free state activists, uh, liberty activists, are very independent-minded, they are not likely to take welfare and that kind of thing. So there's a lot of misinformation out there. I think you're right. It is a continuum. It goes from all the way to, from people that just don't pay any attention whatsoever to people that have heard rumors to people that know a little bit more than that to people that are very w- well-versed in, uh, in what the free state project is or people that think they're well-versed who, like uh, some of the – some of the worst critics think they know something about the Free State Project, but they're just really filling their head with ideas about how they th- expect things should work. Like, they expect that the Free State Project is this hierarchic- uh, hierarchical, uh, top-down organization where there's one man who's uh, <laughs> he's controlling everything from the yeah. top, and he's got his puppets on their strings. It's Rupert Murdoch or George Soros yeah. or somebody like that. We're sure of it. Right, right. Uh, so, so even the people that think they know a lot don't really uh, – some of them don't really have any clue of what they're talking about. And so the people that are most vehement against uh, the movement are the ones that are out there spreading the misinformation. And of course, the liberty activists are out spreading contradictory information to show that really are you know, community-oriented people that uh, – uh, that uh, we're good people, that we're not trying to, uh, we're not certainly not harming anybody, etc. And it seems to me that the uh, the newspaper here has a vendetta um, in, in, against the Free State Project. It, whenever they do write a story about something good that happens by a Free State Project member, they won't mention the Free State Project, like the guy that uh, that essentially helped prevent a robbery. All yeah, yeah, like, he, he, ca- he caught he a caught, burglar, helped catch the burglar. Yeah, he ca- or a robber, a bro- robber, because the guy stuck a. F- it wasn't a, a burglar. Knife. It was a, a robber. Yeah, yeah, so it was an armed robber. He he catches one. He's a a citizen, right? But um, you know, they knew he was a Free State Project member. He's the editor of the Free Keen Press, right? They chose not to uh, to, to mention that. So anyway, here's the comment from uh, one of the blog posts. This one was on Heike's letter to the editor. And I, I know I read this to you off the air, Mark, and I'm pretty sure I did not read this on the air. So Jeff writes in, here is the problem with this whole free state, in quotes, thing that you people are doing. You people. You people. We live in a society. What that means is that as a society, we have decided to pass laws restricting certain behaviors. I shouldn't have to walk through Keene, New Hampshire with my children and have them exposed to naked women, nor should I have to watch people consume alcoholic beverages. Okay. He's never watched someone consume an alcoholic beverage and, before? And, and, this is, okay, this is, for one, it's dumb. He's using a, a hyperbolic uh, statement. These people are not naked. They, uh, you there know, have been some topless. Th- there has been some toplessness in a, a, a park, which is a common occurrence in, in Europe and in even uh, parks around the United States. This is not uncommon. Sure. It's not common right in, in, in a park that's like Central Square in the middle of a common, but... You know, it's it's a place for protest, and what what you know what what, what do you what do you think? Yeah, if are you going to keep your kid from looking at National Geographic's too? <laughs> I mean, I always wonder about this kind yeah. of sheltering. I How mean, did what, that work? I saw, I saw, you know, some some girl on a motorcycle. I was riding with my bat, dad. I must have been six or seven or something like that. I, um, she, for whatever reason, decided to flash the van. Hey, I, I don't think right. she had a top on at all. I think she was riding down the road completely topless in general. Awesome and. You know, I don't think it twisted it me for, for life. You. I, 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 you know, I mean, what's the? Did your dad I, try to prevent you from seeing it? Or no, anything like no, that? he wouldn't do that. He was, uh, he was. I think that's what twists people is when they're repressed and they aren't allowed to experience uh, nakedness, things like that, normal uh, sexual attraction or or whatever. But the second thing is, is 
there are all kinds of tables sitting on sidewalks right. <laughs> here in Keene, New Hampshire. So haven't you ever can eaten drink. in a restaurant and seen people drinking alcoholic beverages there? <laughs> I can't believe it. So it's just ludicrous what Shocking. he's saying. Anyway, he says, uh, so I shouldn't have to watch people consume alcoholic beverages. That makes me a victim of your behavior. But I, you know, I don't want to look at, uh, you know, say, say the guy's fat or bald or whatever. Yeah. If I don't want to look at fat and bald people. and I, I, You're I, a victim. I, I, I'm a victim of your fat baldness. Go get some hair implants and lose some weight, chubby, I, whatever. He says, I don't want to see it, and we have laws against it. Your entire article, and this is he's referencing Heike, the young lady that was arrested for being topless. Uh, well, not being topless, but she was topless at the time, was arrested for open container. He says, uh, it's, uh, your article is all about you and what you want. You don't want to be in a civil... Wasn't what your post about what you want, Jeff? Isn't that what your post is about? Anyway, you don't want to be in a civilized society. Why don't you leave with the rest of the idiots and start a free state land somewhere else? Stop blaming the police. And because stop. this is where this is where it was picked. The Free State Project was welcomed by the governor of the state of New Hampshire. Um, uh, you know, the, the, what this bureaucrat has to say about it is really incidental. His leader... Welcomed us. I, well, I you came, know they're not. <laughs> there's all kinds of infighting amongst. I don't really care. Look, I came here and I bought a house based on uh, based on the information I had. Some of the information I had was that these uh, that the governor invited the Free State Project here. I think that's one of the weakest things that you can say. Like I, it's just a politician. The hell's that matter? No, it, 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 it matters to this guy. No, the, I don't the think leader so. of his society said, "Welcome, Free State Project members." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but he would disagree that that was his leader. I'm sure. More coming he up. He doesn't here get to disagree at eight hundred society two five nine ninety two. 231. Uh, we'll tell you where this guy, uh, who he is. In a- On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy our features. They are free, including our listening options. Go and enjoy the live streams, broadband and dial-up, as well as our listen lines. You can call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen to Free Talk Live in all of those ways around the clock, 24-7 over at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. John Shaw and Osborne from the Think Twice News Productions team, they uh, they team up once again with the mighty Stefan Molyneux to present a brand new epic video, The Sunset of the State. That's See, great. It, it is really, really great. Do you think... I, I'm, I'm watching it now. I haven't made it through the the whole thing, and I find it to be very convincing. Do you think it's as good as the uh, shoot? What's that? The uh, philosophy of liberty. Philosophy of liberty. I think it is as good as that. That's why I added it to the uh, the brand new. Pa- if if you go to freekeen.com, which is my blog site, uh, there's a new here page. Yeah. And I put them. Bo- I had the philosophy of liberty up there for a long time, and now they are both there. I think this one is. Uh, 
a wider kind of approach as far as uh, society and what's wrong uh, rather than the philosophy of liberty, just more talking well, about a nine minute. If you can freedom. get a person to watch a nine minute video, um, you know, either one of these is, is, Very is great. Yeah. Um, you know, if if they do watch the nine minute video, likely they will find it so motivating that they'll watch, they'll another, watch another nine one. minute video. So have them watch the other one. Um, but yeah, absolutely. It's at thinktwicenews.com. When they describe it as epic, it is epic. Thinktwicenews.com. Yeah, they did a great job. Uh, I, I guess Stefan provided the audio track, and then the yeah. boys at Think Twice News put the, the video and the pictures it's so in. many views, too. Yeah, what's it up to now? I I, I don't have 3, it from YouTube, but I was told that it's uh, 3,000 on the first day. It's pretty good. Pretty good. All right, so uh, thinktwicenews.com. Well, the first day wasn't even over when I was given that figure. You said thinktwicenews.com? Yes. All right. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. So talking about some of the critics of the of the movement up here, the liberty movement in New Hampshire, some people are very, very upset. And I understand that there's a wide range of uh, folks and their their level of information as to what they have, what they know about the liberty activists that are moving in here from all around the country and, and getting active and working toward achieving liberty in our lifetime. And it seems to me that all the, different ways. the people that are most likely to be upset are the people who are working for the system. And uh, I have proof, at least of uh, in one case. And we're reading a comment from the Free Keen blog uh, by one of those people, by Jeff, who uh, wrote in here. And he says, why don't you just leave with the rest of the idiots and start a free state land somewhere else? And boy, we hear this one all the time. Well, you aren't wanted here. You should move to China if you really want freedom. You need to go over there because... So it sucks. Yeah, you need to move to Harlem because that's where you should be setting yourselves free. Why move to the most difficult place, uh, some of the most difficult places to achieve freedom when we can come to New Hampshire, where it's already in many ways the lowest tax burden of all the, the 50 states. Uh, vote the, vote, um, ranked as the freest state by the Mercatus Center. Yep. Lowest uh, ratio of bureaucrats to actual uh, working people. Uh, lowest ratio across the board, across all 50 states. I mean, there's 100 plus reasons to move to New Hampshire listed over at freestateproject.org. And when New Hampshire was voted out of 10 different candidate states, it won over Overwhelmingly, for good reasons. There's all kinds of good reasons. Oh, it, it, it's it's a sad little plea too. Please leave. Right, right. I mean, you know, it is. It is really pathetic. Now, first off, this guy's a bureaucrat, and he's he is. Uh, you know, he's 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 uh, telling us, well, why don't you leave? I I was uh, welcomed by the governor. You say this is a weak thing, but I think that this is very strong when you're talking to somebody who's in the government. The governor said, "Welcome. I came here and I bought a house. Now I've got to leave because you, some lowly little garbage man or whatever you are, I don't know what he does. I have no idea." Um, uh, you know, compared to the governor, he's crapola, though, um, because he says I should leave because he says I'm not welcome. He doesn't speak for anybody else. I'm sure there's some family members and friends, but mm-hmm. it's it's a nasty little thing to say. Oh, but these I'll people- tell you what, Jeff. Why don't you do something about the New Hampshireite old people that moved down to my town, Sarasota, Florida? After I was born in 1971, I don't want any more old people from any other state anywhere coming there and voting. They can come and they can uh, spend money, but they're not allowed to vote. And they're not allowed to participate in the system because they ruined Sarasota as far as I'm concerned. You know, well, how dumb do I sound? You, the old people can't come and vote? 
I mean, yeah, pathetic. Just, it, you're right. It's a great point that you're making here that he's just basically he's, stamp, he's stomping his feet here. <laughs> you should go somewhere else. And, and really, there's the nothing reason, he can do about right, that. The Free right. State Project's got, you know, it's got legs and it's moving. Oh, well, but somebody else wrote on the, the local comment section in the uh, the newspaper forum that uh, that I'm done for in a year. That you've seen, in, in a year's time, you've heard the last of Ian Freeman. Like, the, I'm a, my, it's because he just heard from you, uh, you know, recently. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much it's, information. It's the I kind have. of statement no one's going to hold him to. Yeah. Well, whoever he is, because all these people comment anonymously. And, and Jeff thought he had some anonymity as well, uh, because I don't think his email address was jeff at yahoo.com. Just probably not the case. I'm not going to give out his IP address, but as the administrator of the website. He'd, be, he'd, have, gotten, he'd have gotten on very early yeah. on board at jeff at yahoo.com. Right. It's very likely that one of the people that works at Yahoo got jeff at yahoo.com. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless... So, because I'm the administrator of the website, because I was the one who originally posted the blog post that he responded to, because I'm in that role, whenever somebody posts a comment, I can see your IP address. And next to the IP address, I can see, I think it's called the domain, I don't know if it's DNS, some sort of DNS info that breaks down, like, where that's from, basically. And in his IP address, said town hyphen of hyphen bedford hyphen nh hyphen ne dot you know it was clearly the town uh commercial system their internet system he posted it at 115 in the afternoon so he's on the clock working in the middle of the week as a bureaucrat surfing our website posting this hate-filled angry message busted dude you're busted anyway he's got a little bit more stop blaming the police and stop antagonizing them with gotcha media they are not the enemy. All of you people are. You are the problem. And you need to leave. I asked Keen, misspelled, that might have been a clue, K-E-E-N. Sorry, buddy, you forgot the last E. I asked Keen PD to please keep arresting these people and take them out of the society they can't conform to. The people who want to live in this society would like that very much. Jeff, get out of here. I mean, he has just, I have just as much va- value saying that as he does. It's ludicrous. Mm. I mean, because you've lived in the state longer, you've got more value saying that? Because it's his society, you were born here. He works for the society. It's his society, and he doesn't want you folks here. Yeah, the suggestion that uh, you've, you've got to follow all the laws or whatever or, or go by the society or you hate it or something, it's just stupid. The fact is, it's a broken system. It's very, very broken. Not for Jeff. He gets a paycheck from Yeah, it. yeah. We're, it's working fine for Jeff. Yeah. I mean, Jeff's getting stolen money every single week. Or There's every a pension coming for him, too, at some point. Then yeah, he'll get stolen he'll be, money. He'll be lucky to get that pension. <laughs> I'm sorry. The government bureaucrats just aren't going to get the pensions like they were. The, a lot of those pensions, yeah. they're just not going to be there. So I think you're right. Uh, it's as legitimate for us to say to leave, for them to leave. In fact, it would be the best for them to leave because, I mean, the fact is this isn't turning around. No matter how much foot stomping yeah. they do. There's nothing that's going to stop the Free State Project at this right. point. Right. People are coming here every single week to New Hampshire. There are new movers showing up all the time, and things are going to change. It's inevitable. Change is going to occur. And it's not going to be the kind of change that people who are sucking off the system like a parasite uh, are going to really appreciate very much. And look, Jeff, there are plenty of other places that you can go to where there's big governments and they're probably hiring. And, Massachusetts, uh, 45 minutes down the road. Yeah, not far. More New York, not far either. Lots of plenty of little towns you can go and get jobs in and leech off of those productive people there you can you can be a parasite any old place around the world but in new hampshire it's going to get more and more frustrating to be a parasite sorry to be the bearer of bad news buddy 1-800-259-9231 somebody hid your cheese 
Or you could maybe open your mind a little bit and start looking at the ideas of voluntary interaction and treating human beings like human beings instead of treating them like cattle. That's how you like make the most, the, most, the most money is in the marketplace, providing people with no, goods. That's not true. What's that? Well, you theoretically could make more money, but the average public uh, employee gets more than the, the average private sector employee as far as in the same job types. You're right. I'm, I'm actually talking about individuals. Um, in, individuals. You, the people that make the most money. Are in sales. Are people that uh, are in the free marketplace, yeah. you know, providing goods and services to people that have asked them to. Have you ever done that, people's Jeff? lives. Have you ever actually worked in the, the marketplace, or have you been a bureaucrat your whole life? I don't pretend to know who you are, because you're anonymous. Yeah, even though I know what town you work for, I still don't know who you are. Maybe you're not even a man. Who knows? More coming up here. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, but busted, buddy. More on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. The remaining moments coming up. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. moments there is enough time for your call to make it now to 1-800-259-9231 the SACL CAI toll free line 800-259-9231 joining you tonight it is Ian and Mark and you can join us online at freetalklive.com hey if you like the show and you want to help support free talk live please become a free talk live amplifier for as little as three bucks a month price of a cup of coffee goes a long way for free talk live because if a bunch of people send in three bucks a month then that gives us well something to work with we can take that money and reinvest it into the show get on more radio stations around the country bring more internet listeners on board expose new people to the ideas of freedom so if that's valuable to you and it's worth three bucks a month guess what you get perks too uh you get access to the amp only call-in lines you'll get access to the amp only forum as well as the amp only commercial free podcast Go and get all the details, get signed up with any major credit card or PayPal or some alternative options at amp.freetalklive.com. Again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. Mark, did you pull up that email that you had that you wanted to share with us? Yeah, it's, time it, for it. Um, I, I don't know if we do or not, but I'll, I'll read it off. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, so this is from uh, Richard. He says, I'd call in about this, but A, I'd probably forget, and B, I don't know if I could make these thoughts coherent. Not even sure if I can do it in email. So I thought I'd try an email. Remember, I'm behind on what you guys um, do 100%, so I still amp, as a matter of fact, uh, he just talks about his amping stuff. Anyway, you guys are talking about militias in a free society. If one person in a militia has a falling out with... Uh, uh, and and starts their own militia. You were talking about them possibly fighting, and why would anyone want to fight for the other guy? Was this well, on your show last night? Yeah, this okay. was actually last night, and uh, somebody called in um, and wanted to talk about you know sort of in a totally free scenario or something like that. And I don't know that I was entirely discussing that, but I do think we could do away with the military and survive on on militias. Um, if that were the case, likely it would return to a situation where you're talking about militias controlled by the governors, uh, at least sort of in a peripheral fashion. Um, but the question here is about no government. I think that that's what he's sort of alluding to. The question here is about militias fighting with one another? Yes. Okay. 
Um, why would anyone want to fight for the other guy? Well, why do American kids volunteer to go Afghanistan or Iraq? They've been well, college funding, um, <laughs> uh, paychecks. They want to kill. They, yeah, it's absolutely true. But they get they get money for it, right? Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of money in militias. That's true. Probably zero. Yeah. It seems to me that uh, it's because they're lied to or propagandized, and that much is true. In this uh, fictional militia, wouldn't the guy trying to stir up his fellow militia members do the same? Try to demonize the other militia? And let's say that they do fight and one completely wipes out the other. Okay. Now, um, it's one thing to be able to – for one thing, when you have wars, generally the way they've been fought up to this point by Americans is people far away. They're able to demonize and vilify people that look different, act different, have different religions, and are in different places in the world. Yeah, but let's—I mean, it's, it's not—it's not unfathomable to believe like that the KKK militia would fight the Black Panther militia or something like that. I mean, there are people that hate each other right here in in the United States. So, I mean, the, it's not unbelievable. It seems pretty far fetched, but it's not impossible, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I just. I, I hope the cooler heads uh, that that you know the larger society isn't going to put up with that. With so, that crap, yeah. yeah. So when the KKK and the Black Panther Panthers start sh- shooting it out with each other, um, you know the 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 militia, the the ordinary guy militia is going to come in and uh, hey, no more of this crap, or everybody's going to die. Well, I mean there are the protection agencies as well, uh, and I don't know how popular militias will be. When you actually have people out there that are making a profit from protecting people, right? Because in the in the marketplace, the the idea of the militia was to protect the state, essentially, right? I mean, that was kind of the concept. You're protecting your your state from invasion and things like that. Wasn't that kind of the idea? Uh, I think that um, yeah, but it it also grew up from the idea that uh, you know individuals were fighting Indians, you know, I mean, and and vice versa. So. I think that militias are kind of an old concept and probably a little outdated. And, you know, the people that seem to be interested are more the, you know, woodsy conservative types. Mm -hmm. Um, And it would seem to me that if I was going to hire a, a, you know, if I'm going to hire somebody to protect my home or my business or my family or something like that, it's not going to be Bubba and his band of buddies and camo from the woods i'm gonna hire somebody that's got a professional operation going on that you know has a, a phone number that can be called this was and, more about the military not about police do you understand well, what military yes i don't, I don't understand the okay. militia is not a military so the, okay um the concern is uh the, the the caller called in originally about um whether or not what would what would life look like without a military mm-hmm. and you know, one of the options is that uh, one, you know, a militia might be able to protect a local um, area. As, as good as these, I think it's antiquated. As, I, I, as good as these protection agencies are, they're not going to have the manpower to fight off an army. You understand that? Well, I don't know. Uh, the protection agencies will have the ability to innovate because they will be competing uh, for protection services, and so therefore they. But may they have, won't have the nece- necessity to innovate because there won't be that many invasions. This is probably true. I guess it would just all depend on how uh, paranoid their customers were. And like, right. you know, do, do you want to hire the company that can build a surface to air missile or do you just want to hire the guy that's going to install locks for you and monitor a, an alarm system? I don't know what the market would demand, Mark, and I'm not going to go out on that limb. I think that – but I do think that people are going to be concerned with the whole invasion thing. And then so, so they're going to want an organization, whether it's for profit or not for profit, mm-hmm. that's going to be centered around that. Right. And the idea is that – one of those organizations would turn against another organization of right, similar mind yes. and attack it. 
And I, what I was going to suggest is that I think that the protection agencies would also be in play. If, like what right. you're saying is so they're fighting I, I agree out. with you on this, that the protection agencies, the the, uh, the free market cops, would come into play on this scenario yeah. and then take out the free market military guys because the, 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 they, wouldn't, they wouldn't have a chance to get very big. Yes, crime syndicates uh, can grow over time, but uh, half the time they're protected by the law. Um, in this case, if they wouldn't be, hey, you know, they might be in with them. You never know. But the fact is we have these things already. Ready. Um, are the mo- is the mob in uh, in with the police departments in a lot of places? They ways, certainly yeah. have been. I think the the mob um, uh, paradigm is is going away. But I hear that that's the truth in, in Vegas. I don't know. So the question is: Have we finished the email? Is there more? All right. So I I feel like we need more. <laughs> Who's to say that uh, why they uh, wouldn't try to take over the government and the area in which they live? They they say um, a year later that there's another uh, militia fifty miles down the road or whatever, and then they made this militia, the one that they won the first fight, mad, and then they go to fight the other militia, and then um, one fifty miles down the road again, and then they destroy that group. And feeling full of themselves, they decided to take take over the area as well. Government expanded. Expansion, uh, rinse, repeat. And I guess my point seems uh, it's like it's, it's probably how government came to be in the first place. Do I uh, do I have any better ideas? Probably not. Just something I wanted to throw it's out a good there. Que- it's a good question. It reminds me, it seems like a very, I've never heard this exact one before, uh, but it seems like a variant of the what about the warlords question, right? Mm-hmm. In the absence of government, uh, in, like in, you look in Somalia where government has been violently overthrown, uh, in the in that vacuum you've got these power seekers that, Get their gangs and they fight and they, you know, set up toll roads and things like that. And, uh, and they're very violent and dangerous. So the question is, well, what, how do you deal with that? How would the marketplace deal with that? And, of course, we, we can start with a position that, well, we won't get to a voluntary society until most people understand what that means, until most people come to that paradigm shift where they shift away from uh, wanting to have a monopoly on violence like the government and then moving toward consensual interactions between humans. I think that's an important it's a critical aspect of this. So you're talking about these people who would be very, very violent people still remaining in a society that embraces the idea of nonviolence and, and peace and will is willing to def- and are willing to defend themselves. I don't know about whether it's about violence. It's more about coercion, the willingness to uh, use violence to get other people to do what you want. The idea that uh, you're going to it doesn't it, it doesn't play t- to my mind. The idea that one militia is going to say, well, let's go shoot those other guys with guns. What seems more likely is that let's go take over the civilian unarmed populace. I mean, that makes more sense to me. And even in those cases, it's still I mean, you're talking about a suicide. Run. I don't think people are going to be nearly as unarmed as they uh, the, as they used to. No, be. The populace will be well armed and that other militia is going to be well armed, too. And so, I mean, you're talking about you'd have to be crazy to really go out and do that. And not to say there aren't going to be crazy people who are going to do stupid things. I mean, clearly we've got that today. And I, I don't know about you, Mark, but I'd rather have the occasional militia conflict than uh, a worldwide bombing raid or whatever, you know, mm. totally attacking wholesale uh, a population. It seems to be an improvement to me. I don't accept the idea. I don't like the idea. And I think the marketplace uh, would be able to defend itself from a situation like that. But, you know, worst case, the madmen that want to go and kill the uh, the other militiamen are going to have a, a fight on their hands and... Many of them are going to die. So how is that going to affect their chances? How is that going to affect the likelihood that they're going to go run off into battle to what? To get their guns? What are they going to get from killing the other militia? The satisfaction of of killing people? I mean, there are those people, psychopaths out there like that. Many of them work for the government today. 
So there's no easy answer here. I, I think that's really the case. Do you want institutionalized monopoly violence or do you want some occasional pockets of violence popping up and hopefully the uh, free marketplace can handle that? I think it can handle pretty much anything. See you tomorrow night. FreeTalkLive.com. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. It's another edition of the Edgington Post, and I, I, I have with us uh, Julian Harris from uh, Liber- Liberal Vision over in Great Britain. Julian, are you there? I am, yes. Hi. Good evening. <laughs> Very good. Now, um, you this uh, we have had this uh, interview scheduled for like a month now, and finally we, get, we managed to get, it, yeah. to, to get it nailed down. But what I wanted from you was, um, first off, to explain what Liberal Vision is to, 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 to my listeners, because mm-hmm. we've done an interview in the past, but it's been quite some time. And secondly, what's your take on the coalition government that's going on there in, in Great Britain? Explain it from the, the, the bottom up for us. Sure. Well, we had we had our uh, election, uh, of course, uh, in May, um, and uh, a sort of strange things happened here is that we've ended up, as you say, with a coalition government. Usually, because we have a, a first past the post system, like in the U.S., it's mm-hmm. usually just the um, you know the conservatives, Republicans, and Labour, like the Democrats. But this time, um, and this is what was makes it interesting is the party that I'm a member of, the Liberal Democrats, has gone into coalition with the Conservatives. Um, it's it's kind of it's interesting from an American perspective. I think partially, uh, well, f- f- from my perspective here, because I've been reading things on on Reason recently, on Reason magazine, and, and mm-hmm. a few other areas um, on this question of where libertarians should position themselves, um, and whether you should be, you know, aligned to to the right and to conservatives, because you know we have some areas in common, or, or whether we should sort of be, you know. Uh, recognize our sort of leftist roots as being you know anti establishment and this kind of thing um and and this is this is uh, interesting at the moment because the liberal democrats so i'm i'm obviously a libertarian i'm on the libertarian wing of the party mm-hmm. but the liberal democrats are generally seen as a, a, a not like labor not a socialist party but a generally left leaning party and yet they're now in coalition with the conservatives with the center right party um and <clears throat> The kind of implications that that's had politically and with the way people perceive politics in the UK uh, make that whole question quite interesting. Now, um, here in the United States, be- before you go on, I was just I'm just going to try to draw some parallels. As I understand it, the uh, the Liberal Democrats is a party that it's a third party that has managed to take sort of. Um, uh, you know, I, I guess the, the best way I can come up with it is like it's like taking the Libertarian Party and the Green Party in the United States and sticking yeah. them together. Um, so you have some yeah. people in the Liberal Democrats that are very, very socialist. They're very left from yeah. that standpoint. However, you've also got the people that are very, very libertarian. So they're not really left or right. And it's it's a it's an interesting group. It, it is a really interesting mix. It's funny you say that someone. Um I've heard similar parallels from people in other countries, actually, other European countries. It is a strange mix. Um, I mean, also, it should be said that the majority of people, I think, in the party are kind of neither, the sort of grey, sort of centrist area where people have a little bit of of sort of what I see as real liberalism, as as sort of classical 19th century liberalism. And then, then, alas, some elements of, of sort of, 
20th century, what we call socialism, or at least social democrats sure. thought. Um, that there is an issue, of course, with, with, with being in coalition with the centre-right party now, where I mean, it's a bit of a generalisation, but generally the people on the more social democrat wing are, are less happy about things. Um, whereas, uh, obviously, is, we're in a slightly similar situation to the U.S., but uh, our our national deficit is is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, this, the, the previous socialist government ran up, you know, basically trillions of, of pounds worth of debt. Um, and, I think the and uh, we at least have a. Sorry. I think the I'm terribly sorry. I think the economic uh, crisis may be hitting you guys slightly harder too, because you have a um, you're, you're more of your economy is based on banking than uh, the United States is, was. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, got a, yeah. a small a small country, but basically the world's banking is done from London. Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the London, uh, the financial centre in London has um, has for years. Well, I wouldn't quite say bankrolled the country, but it's, it's played a huge part, and of course, there's a big trickle down effect mm-hmm. from it. Um, so, yeah, I mean that that was um, that that has had a big impact. I mean, sadly, here we, if you know, the, the the government has used the crisis, which it largely created, to take take a hold of of a lot of the larger banks. Um, and now banking is is a political question rather than something which which you know is, was was a matter of private companies offering services, mm-hmm. um, and and this is this is something which which may get a, get a little bit better with with the with the change of government, but even still, uh, they don't you know, the two the coalition doesn't have a particularly enlightened approach. But where where they are being a lot better than. Uh, than Labour were is in cutting the deficit, mm. um, and the Conservative government had a very blunt message um, of, of of cutting the deficit is, is the first thing that has to happen, and indeed has had a big, uh, well, quite open disagreement with Barack Obama um, at the recent summit over this, who obviously has has the more, um, I suppose, he's, I was going to say Keynesian, but I don't think that even goes far enough, sort of uber <laughs> Keynesian view of of, of, of just. <laughs> Borrowing more and spending more, um, and, and thankfully, it's very rare that I can say something positive about what happens in politics in, in, in this country. But thankfully, we, we are moving towards the route of of, of actually uh, slashing the, the obscene level of, of public spending that, that has, has crept up on us over the last uh, few decades, and certainly the last 13 years. But that's something which the the kind of social democrat elements of, of the liberal democrats are, are unhappy about. Um, and the more, obviously, my side, the more libertarian side of the party is, is happier with. Indeed. So um, now, where where are these uh, these these austerity cuts? Where are they where are they uh, falling uh, as far as the public mm. goes? Well, I mean, they're, they're being nowhere near as as, um, as as quick and as wide ranging as they should be. Sure. Another issue we have here is which which I think Americans. Um, We've certainly heard a lot about is, is we have, we do have this obsession with the health service. Yes, and um, and there have been there have been two budgets which have been ring fenced. Um, so so v- virtually all government departments are having some cuts, kind of some of them up to a quarter, which is good. And lots of kind of silly spending is going because it makes good headlines for the government. So lots of quangos, lots of you know, little ridiculous, little self-serving schemes uh, are being cut, but really they have to um, they have to cut more. And sadly, we do have this situation where the the National Health Service um, is not going to 
have any cuts imposed on it at all. Really? Um, the government, yeah, yeah. But, um, the two areas are the health service and foreign aid. Um, and the foreign aid budget is actually being increased um, because there's this, there's this aim to get it up to 0.7%. I'm not sure if this is um, as well known over the pond, but there's an international pledge to increase foreign aid to, to 0.7% of GDP. Um, this is something which, which um, the, the other think tank that I work for, International Policy Network, has done work on because we, we've, uh, we've done lots of uh, work on, on foreign aid and really the, the harmful effects that foreign aid has. And there's, there's really no uh, link between, between foreign aid uh, recipients and, and growth, uh, sort of GDP economic growth over time. Well, there's plenty, anything, of, really plenty of links to growth. It, it's just the growth of the uh, politicians in the foreign countries' bank accounts. Indeed, yeah. I mean, it's it's an unfortunate stereotype, but it's true. Um, and these cases, we had a case with Museveni in um, in in Uganda, where there was this huge public, you know, uh, foreign aid budget announced, and the next week he bought himself two new helicopters. Um, <laughs> and this keeps ha- this keeps happening, um, and it happens in even more subtle ways. There was recently a study which showed um, from actually quite a kind of left leaning. Um, or well, socialist meaning uh, health publication, which showed that um, for every dollar of health service supporting foreign aid, which goes to African countries, over a dollar, I think it was a dollar fourteen cents, then gets moved away from that budget by the domestic government. So they then move that money to whatever they want to. It could be their own Mercedes or their own helicopters. It could be mm. their defense budgets in inverted commas, which are funding all kinds of wars. Um, so really, it's, it's, governments love saying we're increasing foreign aid because it makes them look nice and caring, um, and especially center-right governments. It helps with their image. Um, but really, this, this money isn't helping. And, and I think people are starting to wake up to the fact but this isn't nice. It doesn't help people. It actually, does quite a lot of harm. Yeah, it's 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 harmful to the pe- to the uh, the people in the countries that they're giving the money to, because the people that they're giving the money to, the these countries generally are despotic countries. So when you give despotic rulers more money, they become more despotic. I remember being in uh, in New York City around the UN, and I I think it was. I think it was Uganda, but I may be wrong. Um, you know, those ca- African countries kind of run together for me, especially at the time. I wasn't as plugged in. And there's these black uh, 7 Series BMWs. Um, over here, you're talking about a fifty, seventy thousand $70,000 automobile is what these things are. They're sitting there idling next to the uh, UN building. I'm, I, I'm just imagining how many people in this country live in uh, uh, dirt-floored shacks while, they're, <laughs> while they're, they're bureaucrats and diplomats are are uh, shuttled around in big old in a, in a string. It was a string of BMWs. It's crazy. It's 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 exactly what happened. I mean, this is the story of poverty. Uh, I mean, with my work with that think tank, I'm fortunate enough, or sometimes feel fortunate, to, to visit places in sub-Saharan Africa, and it's it's impossible for people to get wealthy without without 
you know, linking themselves to the government or without having friends in the government mm. and without you know, being a bureaucrat or basically seeking political favors. And this is, I mean, it's, it's an interesting, the foreign aid argument over here, and people tend to think about it in very simplistic terms. And there, there was a big debate over money given to countries like India and China and Russia, which aren't really poor, they're emerging economies, as right. they say. And people obviously say, well, you should give the money to the really poor places. But uh, as you just said, the really poor places are poor because they're overrun by these despotic maniacs. So in, in a way, those are exactly the, the worst places to, to, to be sending foreign aid. Um, and there's, there's also a recent case where the, the incoming conservative government has um, has, has, is saying that it's going to rapidly increase foreign aid to Afghanistan, and it says this because it, it kind of sounds nice and centre-right and sensible. Um, maybe we can say, buy. You know, what, what, maybe, maybe we can buy Karzai yeah. a new Learjet. You know, I mean, it'd, it'd be awesome. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this is. I mean, this is the, the third thing: is, is you know, as foreign aid has increased to Afghanistan, their Afghanistan's ranking in the corruption index uh, has gone through the roof. Mm. Um, and and there have been numerous cases. I mean, there was <clears throat> there was a recent case of cash in in envelopes. It's it's almost like a you know, like like it's like fiction. You, it's just so obvious. It plays on all the stereotypes. There's like bundles of cash of envelopes being transported out of Afghanistan into <laughs> Pakistan and other areas. This is this is what this stuff's funding, and sure. our governments have no control over it. And and yet uh, it's it just it just keeps happening. And um, I, I think the situation is getting better. I at a, at a previous job I was in, I remember people you know were well aware of my views, and and I, I kind of said foreign aid skeptic uh, comment, and someone said, "Oh, do you not believe in foreign aid?" And I said, "No," and they burst out laughing. And this this is only about five years ago, and I do think that that now people are like just in that five year period because partially I think because lots of African economists and commentators and um, like Zambisa Moyo and Andrew Mwenda uh, are, are pointing out the harm that this does. I think people are starting to wake up and starting to realise that you know the adverts with with uh, starving children looking into the camera is, this is meaningless um, and actually we're, we're we're you know worsening that problem with right. the system. They're starving plenty. However, giving money to their government isn't going to do anything to make that uh, to, to alleviate that circumstance. If you want to alleviate yeah, that, you know, donate to to some charity. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, well, some of them. I mean, we, uh, some. A lot of the charities, uh, yeah, are propped up by government and spend their whole time lobbying uh, against the, you know, the, um, the operations of the free society themselves. Um, some of the biggest UK charities spend huge amounts, spend millions uh, lobbying in support of, of big government and uh, in these poor countries, which is extremely unfortunate. Um, Oxfam, for example, lobby against private health care in Africa. Um, when, in fact, private health care has, has offered, right, it's saved millions of lives. And, and this is in countries where the, the state-run health care is just overrun with corruption. Um, it's, it's one of the worst areas of government for corruption. And yet we get these big charities heavily, heavily lobbying uh, for the state to take over whole industries like that. So, yeah, just ideological yeah, socialists. <laughs> 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Julian, I, 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 we have to run here shortly, but if uh, people want to find out more about Liberal Vision and, and what you guys are doing as far as uh, your, your role in the uh, coalition government over there in the uh, UK, how can they? Um, they can come to our website, is the easiest way, um, which is liberal-vision.org. Um, and we run a, a blog on it, which, which keeps people up to date, and people can even contribute. And it'd be very interested to have American contributors. Um, it always, obviously, because of our name, Liberal Vision, people are kind of intrigued on your side of the pond. That yeah. This is a libertarian group, but but um, we very much are. I'd, I'd like to think we offer an interesting perspective on on the situation here. That's why we have you on, Julian. Thank thank you for uh, coming on. Indeed. Thank you, sir. Indeed. No, thank you. Cheers. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest liberty forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.